0: BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Monday. It's three minutes past six. Oh, I'm excited to be back. Well, well, no, no, hang on, that sounded disappointing. No, I am in some ways. In some ways I am. Lots coming up in the show. As always, it would be good to get your opinion on them, please. Some of the things we're talking about include a High Court judge is calling for a change in the law after two women who forced a girl to marry in Luton escaped prosecution. Well, is it time we stop pretending this isn't happening? The arrival of a group of travellers at Manor Park in Luton has sparked complaints from the area's permanent residents. But shouldn't we just accept the occasional traveller encampment as part of British life? And online dating. Have you done it? Did you meet your partner through it? I hate the word partner. Boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Would you ever do it? It's really the only way if you don't want to dip your nib in the office ink. But how do you avoid the perverts and weirdos? Because that's who mainly uses it, isn't it? Lots of ways to get in touch. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or give me a phone call 08459. 455 double 555.
1: Double Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A High Court judge is calling for a change in the law after two women who forced a girl to marry in Luton escaped prosecution. The current rules don't allow the police to pursue a civil case against the teenager's mother and aunt who breached a protection order designed to stop her travelling abroad or marrying. The judge says the case serves to highlight weaknesses in current legislation. Well, Dr. Nazia Khanum is a researcher, activist and campaigner on forced marriage and violence against women and joins me now. Good morning, Nazia. Good morning. What's your reaction to this? Are you surprised?
2: I'm not really surprised because quite a lot of people don't take uh, the protection order seriously, you see. And that's why the breaches happen. And I think a strong message should be given to these people who breach the protection order.
0: So the protection order is is to stop um, uh, parents or relatives taking a child abroad to get married, is that right? Uh,
2: It could be that, it could be something else as well. For example, some children want to live still with their parents, despite the fact that they have been forcing or trying to force them to marry, Mm -hmm. against their wishes, but don't want to leave home. Uh, but the court can actually give an order that these children should not be harassed or forced into marriage and if that happens that will be a breach of the court order and it actually uh, includes punishment it could be compensate. it could be a fine, hefty fine or could be even a prison sentence
0: But if these protection orders are being ignored then yes. they're, they're quite too powerless aren't they?
2: Well this is the problem you see that's why the change is necessary in the law And uh, the government is very strong in this and they are actually, they already have made the protection order, breaches of the protection order, criminal. It's not civil anymore. If really the court orders somebody not to do something and still they do, it is a criminal offense already because Prime Minister David Cameron was very strong on this. And the forced marriage, per se, is still civil as an offense. It's not criminal, but it will become criminal in 2014.
0: How common are forced marriages in the three counties, Nazia? Is it worse here than in other parts of the country?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say it is worse because in some other places it is, it is quite widespread. For example, if you look at the research report which was published in 2009, uh, uh, it actually said that between 5,000 and 8,000 cases are reported um, uh, to various uh, agencies and voluntary sector uh, in England alone annually, and most of these uh, forced marriage cases are never reported, so it's a, it's a tip of the iceberg. So five thousand to eight thousand per year, England alone, uh, is a serious matter. But Luton has got Luton obviously is a place where quite a lot of traditional families live, and as a result, probably a kind of patriarchy and forced marriage, which go together uh, often. Uh, happens, and I, I, my estimate still is that between uh, two to three hundred cases do take place here.
0: What support is uh, available locally for girls who, who are being forced to marry against their will?
2: Uh, there is a dedicated service uh, based at uh, Luton All Women's Centre, and that is supported by uh, the um, Ministry of Justice. Um, And actually um, uh, a a lady um, who goes to various schools and the colleges as well to raise awareness among staff, among young uh, people, um, that they um, they have a right to choose their partners. And it is a right they can exercise. And forced marriage is against the law of this country. So nobody should be forced into marriage against their wish. Um, at least, you know, um, a dedicated service does exist. And don't forget that the police has got a unit as well to support women and children, because people up to up to eighteen years are called children. So it, it happens to not just girls, but boys as well.
0: The, the, there will be some people who will. F- it will be difficult, isn't it, sometimes to distinguish between a forced marriage or an arranged marriage. Where well, some maybe. girls are given an option, but th- that isn't really an option
2: this is an interesting thing. Forced marriage, obviously, is I mean, by definition, you can say it is forced against the wish of the person or one or both. But on the other hand, arranged marriage can be completely based on consent. And if it is based on consent, voluntary consent, without any uh, force being applied, then it is fine, because if everybody is happy about uh, an arranged marriage, then that's all right. But the, to to draw a distinction as to at what point an arranged marriage becomes a forced marriage, it, it's very vague, mm. because it can start as an arranged marriage, and then if somebody is not willing to uh, accept that, then it becomes forced, obviously.
0: Ultimately, but, Nazia, the, the change, I would imagine, has to come from the community itself, doesn't it, rather oh, than through really. legal enforcement?
2: Uh, absolutely, I agree, but it's it's a huge social change. It's It's a social reform, because for centuries parents used to arrange marriages and they used to think that a consultation uh, with children may not be even necessary um, but when that kind of thing uh, is continued within community then it is the responsibility of the community to change that, and that's why community engagement is so important. In my report in 2008, which was published in 2008 on Luton, I recommended that, that without community engagement, we can just sort of tinker with various legislation. Uh, the reform can come when community accepts that it's completely unacceptable.
0: Final question, and maybe I should have started with this. Why would um, parents force their daughter or their son to, to marry someone against their will. What what are the benefits for them? Is it social benefits? Is it financial? Wh- wh- why would they do that?
2: Sometimes it's all of it. But there is also a fear that parents may lose control over their children because they want a kind of value which they should follow. And when they don't follow that value and honour code, because family honour is very strong in the minds of various uh, traditional families and if they breach that by became westernized which they think is not going to be in conformity with the values of the family then they force their children into that and sometimes even disabled people disabled young people can be forced into marriage because disabled people may not consent uh, mm. fully understanding what family uh, wh- what what marriage entails and also sometimes correcting sexuality by marriage.
0: Right. D- Dr Nazia Kanum, thank you very much indeed. So it's all about control, and primarily about control. Well, Dr Nazia, K- uh, Nazia Kanum is a research activist, campaigner on forced marriage and violence against women, if you want to have your say. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. I am disgusted. I, <coughs> There's been a shuffle this week and we'll, in terms of the team, and I'll explain it in a bit. But I'm disgusted by the idiocy displayed to me by a member of my team. Kelly Betts has joined me in the studio. Good morning, Kelly Betts. Oh, hi. Now, Kelly Betts is sat here, and apropos of, well, of something quite... Quite significant. I have said to her, "Oh, CND," and you've said, "What does CND mean?" Yes. You've gone through a variety of um, various different things it could mean. Many of them quite offensive, I have to say, mm. quite offensive. And you have no idea why I've said CND to you. Do you?
3: can't not die.
0: You can. Uh, you Capital are no dog you're like one of those people that wears a ramones t-shirt and doesn't know that the ramones are a band they're
3: a band someone could have told me
0: uh y- you really soap you have no idea do you
3: what's the no no no
0: no okay.
3: are you gonna tell me
0: no I- i'm tempted not to
2: <clears throat>
0: b- despite the fact that you are wearing some cnd merchandise
2: what no i'm not
3: I'm not. She
0: really is. Don't tell her. She really is this stupid. I
3: still don't know what that is.
0: You're, well, you're wearing, bizarrely, on your bracelet, the right. CND logo. <laughs> so I, I, I assumed <laughs> that because you're wearing the CND logo on Isn't your... Isn't
3: that the peace sign?
0: Because you're wearing the... No, it's not. Because you're wearing the CND logo, I kind of assume you were making a political statement by wearing that logo. I'm wearing
3: but, the peace sign.
0: It's not the peace sign. You know, sign.
3: like John Lennon.
0: No, that's that's the peace sign, although that's actually victory. Yeah, Two so, fingers, so this
3: is the peace sign. No, no. Jeez.
0: Oh, wait, 459-455-555. Could someone call in? You can go now.
1: (laughs) I don't want to. Could
0: someone call in and tell Kelly Betts exactly what the CND logo is and what it means? She's wearing it. She hasn't got a clue. Um, I could probably tell her. Don't! I do know what it is.
4: All right, all right, I'll let someone else
5: do
6: it. (laughs)
0: Can someone please call in and educate Kelly Bex. it, it, it re- This is one of the things that really annoys me. It is the Ramones T-shirt syndrome, where you see someone wearing a T-shirt for the Ramones and they don't know it. they're a band. Oh, what's your favourite Ramones album? Um best of the ramones she's doing it she's wearing a cnd bracelet she even showed me the bracelet because it's fraying at the end that's her main concern not the state of the world not what we're doing to the atmosphere it was the fact that her bracelet was fraying at the end it's the cnd logo please dear listener can someone call in and educate kelly betts 08459 455 555 Oh, it faded just before the end. It faded just before the end. Apparently, he sings a naughty word at the end. Not naughty, it's Latin, but... Still. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. The arrival of a group of travellers at Manor Park in Luton has sparked complaints from the area's permanent residents. They've been at the park for over a week with the borough council saying it's about time they left. Well, the travellers have told BBC Three Counties they're visiting family in Bedfordshire and will soon move on to spend time with relations in Essex. Well, our reporter Serena Farrow spoke to these locals who it's fair to say aren't happy. And warning this clip is quite poo heavy. We're working, but not living here. We don't live
6: here. Do you
7: normally walk through here? Are you intimidated at all?
0: Uh no, but there's all excrement down the
8: alleyway. Yeah. Just up there. We've where, where got the river lovely
7: <laughs>
8: toilet bowl with um excrement on.
7: And since when has that come about?
8: Oh, since they come.
7: So you you pretty much walk past here every day, and it's not been there only it's, since
9: it's yeah. freshly laid. Yeah, it's fresh. No paper today. It's paper.
7: So ever since the travellers have come, essentially, that's been there.
9: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right.
7: Did they say anything to you there as you passed by? No. But it it won't stop you, though, walking through there ever again?
0: Not really. No? No.
7: Just a bit unpleasant?
0: Yeah, that's it. Well, Luke from Houghton Regis is a settled traveller, which means neither he nor his family move around the country anymore. He told our reporter, Serena Farrow, the tradition's dying out.
9: I think it is a dying trend for the English. But not for the, I don't think the Irish, no. I don't know of any of my family that are travelling around in England in a caravan. And I come from a big family of travellers. They've all got their own properties, they're all in, in houses, they've all got jobs, they all work in the communities that, that, that they live in, and they're all trying to become a, a member of the public, really. I mean, just to pull onto a park anyway, it doesn't matter if they're English or they're Irish, it's wrong, because um, the parks are there for families, children to play on. The last thing you want to do is for a child to play on I mean, it is to be rubbish, feces, or, or anything in his way while he's playing. I've got two kids. I've booked two weeks' holiday, like any normal person would do. I mean, I'm taking my children to Disneyland. I will fly to the destination I'm going to, but I think that's, that's, that's English travellers down to the ground now. I mean, English travellers are, are starting to adapt to another way of living. And uh, this is the way of living. They've adapted around, you know, the normal life, really, of, of any other person. I think the other need to do exactly the same thing. They need to adapt. I can't see English travellers pulling onto there because they wouldn't pull onto a park. But they, they they would find, you know, a different location to pull onto.
10: Probably a bit more discreet.
9: I, yeah, exactly what it is. I mean, if they did get it's usually for a wedding or, or funeral, to be truthful, stay there. And then, obviously, when it's all over, leave it, it is as
0: they found it, really. So, there's uh, um, uh, a gentleman there telling uh, Serena that the tradition is dying up. But really, have a think about it. Is there anything wrong with travellers turning up at a park for a couple of weeks, three weeks, a month, and then moving on? Shouldn't we let people just get on with what they want to do? Do you, do you have a problem with travellers moving into your area for a, It's not going to be permanently. It's just for a little while, isn't it? Generally, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What's so wrong? about travellers moving on to a park or a little bit of Greenland. Um, just for a little while. 08459 double five, five double five. Now, the show this week might sound a little bit different. I say different, I mean um, not as good. The reason... No, the reason is... Producer Tara has gone away on holiday. Shameful. I didn't give permission for this, but it's happened. So, today we're being p- produced by none other than Catherine Ball from The News. Hey! Hey! Do you know what you're doing? No. Right, okay, but you're going gonna...
11: to... Do I press that? Well,
0: no, don't, no, don't what press do anything now. I'm to- this is this is on-air banter. Am I
11: supposed to be typing?
0: Yeah, do some typing. So, what treats have you got in store for us this week, Catherine? Oh,
11: loads. News. Um-hmm. Um... Um, talking
0: oh, you can stop the typing okay. oh, that's uh, typing okay well, I tell you, why, why don't you tell us what what have you sent justin out on today let's Let's talk about that
11: um we've sent Justin out to find people who are um to talk about online dating
0: now, this was his idea, so
11: it was kind of his idea, yeah, but what we're going to get him to do isn't really.
0: Right. What, what have My you, idea is a really good one. Well, what uh, what have you contributed to today's show
11: so far? I've made two cups of coffee. And content-wise, I did write some cues. Um, you
0: wrote the joke about um, dipping your ink in your, your pen <laughs> in the office ink, didn't you?
11: Yeah, and the warning that the clip that we were about to play was quite poo-heavy.
0: When is Tara back?
11: <laughs> two weeks.
0: OK, well, just to say, you know, that if you go to Hart for a week, I won't hate you. You can come back, all right? You'll be welcome back with open arms. 08459 455 555. And that's your latest news and sport. I'll be back with more at 7. Thank you very much, Lee. Catherine, did, um, did, did Lee Aguilar just, or did um, Lewis Hamilton just say that he felt like he'd, he'd been touched by God or something? I believe he did. He's a multimillionaire driving a car quite fast. That's not a holy moment,
11: is it? No, it's quite lucky, though.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's just based on luck.
11: I'm I'd... sure he has to watch his weight in that.
0: Have you seen his little beard it's he's got? Tiny. he's tiny. Yeah. He's grown a child's beard.
11: It's more like a chin strap. Across beds, hearts
1: and bucks.
5: This is Ian Lee.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Morning! Coming up... Online dating. Is it not just the. Pre- Every time I hear the phrase online dating, surely it's the preserve of the weirdo and indeed the pervert? Or have I got that completely wrong? 08459 455 555. Or <laughs> well, you can go to our Facebook page. I'm laughing because you're probably computer literate. <laughs> no? Okay. Facebook.com forward slash uh, BBC3CR. Online dating. Surely it's only done by deviants who haven't got a life, isn't it? Speaking of which, we'll be talking to Justin Dealey after this. What's that, um, pervert song? There's a pervert song, isn't there? Um, no, not every breath you take. Um, no, it's a Bruce Springsteen one. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not appropriate, is it? It's not appropriate. Now, online dating, it used to be the preserve of weirdos. I'm sure you probably still get a few, but these days you're more likely to get someone who's, well, quite normal, apparently. With so many of us working with unattractive people, where else are you going to meet that special someone? Let's face it, the days when you could go to a nightclub with your mates and fall into a stranger's mouth are long gone. I found someone, and uh, we're living together, and uh, two years down the line, so uh,
8: I'm all for them. So you're a success story of dating websites.
12: Absolutely, I think they're a good idea for individuals
5: trying to find their, uh, you know, perfect partner, so to speak. Now you're shopping today with your partner. How did you two meet? Uh,
12: believe it or not, online dating. Well, I think I registered on a on a site and. Uh, um,
0: yeah, we just got chatted on the internet, but it's a perfect way to, to meet someone. Well, the next step is finding the right agency. Tonight's panorama looks into the multi-million pound industry and has exposed some pretty shady practices. We all know people don't always use the most accurate selfie. Sometimes they just take a picture of their face, don't they, when they've got quite a big body. Uh, And and their profile information can lie quite significantly. Well, according to tonight's programme, some agencies create fake profiles in a bid to reel in those looking for love. Who'd have thunk it?! We can speak to Justin Daly. Morning, JD. Hello, Ian. Fake profiles. Uh, never. What, never. Now, listen, you're a good-looking man. Mm, um, thank you, uh, and you? No, thank you very much indeed. Um, would you ever use online dating? Never. Why?
4: Never, never, never. Because I like to try before I buy.
0: Now, I um, don't... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can say that, but no, yes. I think you can. because Explain.
4: I, I don't even buy clothes online. Because when I walk into a shop, I like to pick up that shirt from the rail. I like to look at it. That, to me, like to has got it, personality. You like to stroke it? You like yes. to finger
0: that shirt shirt before you, you slip into it. Exactly. Right.
4: Exactly my point. I'll take it to the dressing room. If we get on, I will then take it to the counter and I'll buy it. I can't do that online, so what's going to happen is I'm going to be stuck with somebody who I don't like. I'll be completely honest with you, Ian. On Saturday, a lady asked me out. Now, as a single man, she was an attractive lady, but the personality didn't exactly match, so I didn't go out with that person. Online dating, yeah. you're going to get an online personality. Yes. And that's completely different to the reality.
0: But, on, but the thing with, with online dating, it's all algorithms, it's all bo- ticking boxes, so that you should, in theory, meet the perfect person. In theory, yes, but again, the
4: reality, I think, is completely different. Maybe I should try it, I could be proved wrong, but personally, it's not for me. I like to meet somebody, now. I like to get to know them, and then
0: I would take them out. A little light bulb has gone up above all of our heads here. <laughs> yes. We should totally create a Justin Dealey profile yeah on a dating website and and let's see what hot totty uh, comes your way? Well, they may look hot
4: online, and you made the point here about selfies. Personally, as you know, Ian, I'm not really a fan of the selfie photograph. so <laughs> so you could be finding somebody face-to-face <laughs> who you don't
0: like. But for that, I'm laughing hysterically because Justin Dealey's phone is full of the <laughs> selfies. <laughs> if he wants to take a picture of anything at work, he has to delete some of his selfies <laughs> to free up some memory. That's not the truth, <laughs> and you? You've been it. talking to people, haven't you, Justin? Mm, I've been
4: trying to find people this morning who have tried online dating. It's been a major struggle. Yes, it's early in the morning, but but this has been hard work. Here's what people had to say. So you're not a fan of online dating. Can you tell us why? I don't know who I am dating.
13: I don't know their background. I don't know their culture. How can I date someone I don't know? I love seeing, you know, someone physically. When you're pointing at me there, are you saying you'd like to get out of me? Uh, not really. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So you definitely wouldn't give it a try, ever? No, of course. If I feel like I can do it. It's just that I, it's not it's not part of me. You know, I, I try to understand who you are before, you know, getting into, you know, knowing you. I like selecting friends. Yeah. <laughs> well,
4: listen, for the record, I totally agree with you. Thank you very much, Nid, for your time. Thank you. So you haven't tried online dating, why? Too old. You can be any age for online dating. I know, I know, Mm. but not for me. Well, everyone seems to be very much against the idea. Madam, you wouldn't try online dating. I need to ask the question, why wouldn't you try it?
14: I think
15: it's risky because anyone can type anything online Mm. and it's been something completely different. But then again,
4: you could find your absolute soulmate online. I
15: know people have, but I suppose it's a risk that you have to take
4: do you know any of your friends that have tried online dating
15: i have one and they have
4: gotten married to that person really yeah so it can work then? it does work for those who are lucky so even despite your friend who has found love <laughs> and married somebody online it still wouldn't be for you no not for me morning jason how are you today sir fine have you ever tried online dating no Can you tell me why i ain't got a laptop when are you going to get a laptop for a day so come Friday, yeah. will you be online dating? Yeah. Sell yourself. What? what what's your biggest selling points for us? Personality. Well, listen. Best of luck on Friday. How about we catch up next weekend? You might have your first date, mightn't you?
0: I might. Yeah. Best of luck. And you? Well, he might be doing all right there, Justin. That fellow. Yeah.
4: Exactly. He's getting his laps open uh, Just for the record, he's about five foot nine, um, wears baggy bottoms, and is a fan of the baseball cap. So, uh, ladies, join the queue.
0: But would you seriously never cons- consider it? <laughs> Would you never consider it at all?
4: No. I, wouldn't. I mean, just... Ian, come on. You've got the phone lines this morning. Yeah. Get them open. I challenge you to find okay. one person who has tried online dating
0: and it has seriously worked for them. You won't find that person. Mark has texted in. Mark is upset with us. Why? Curious. Several local stroke national radio programmes have or will be talking about single people. The next group to be stigmatised by the government... Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> what does that mean? What on earth does that
4: mean? Ma- Come I on. Think
0: what, what Mark means is he is single and he feels that we are bullying him for some reason. We're not at all. No. it is well, uh, Online dating, I do think, I'm not completely against it, mm. but I do think you have to be um, a special person to indulge in it. But in saying that, again, yeah. just to kind of, you know
4: flip the coin for a second here, there could be somebody... You flip your coin, yes. I'm going to flip it right now. Um, There could be somebody who, for example, I don't know, if you're a man, and you're working in a garage, and you're surrounded by men, (laughs) and you're looking for a lady, that's not the place to find love. So, and if you don't go (laughs) out that often, if you don't go out that often, by the way, three guys down my local garage on Friday certainly liked you, Ian. But what I would say, they're not going to be surrounded by women all day. So, if they're looking for love, and they're looking for a lady, they're not going to find it at work, they might not go out that often they could have to go online mm. and when they go online they could actually find their true soulmate you well, never know it
0: could happen those mechanics often meet women when they come in and, and they fleece them so yeah. it, it, it is <laughs> yes. it is possible to find yes. love yes. In, in a garage I, I don't know justin dearly thank you very much indeed I- well I'm, I'm what do you think are we being a bit harsh on the uh the online data is it a little bit cruel Keen to talk to you this morning. My friend found his first wife online dating. Exactly, yeah, they ain't together no more. I... Keen to talk to you this morning. If you have found a successful, loving relationship via the medium of your computer, 08459 455 555, can it ever really work? Now, I'm not completely against it. And if situations were ch- to change dramatically, then who knows? I'm going to start an online dating service for uh, minor celebrities. Imagine, like, me on there, Anthea Turner, um, Denise Van Outen, Bobby Davra. We'll get everybody on there, uh, and then they could kind of just... It, it saves us going to China White, some places like that, doesn't it? And swanky nightclubs. 08459 oh, double five five double five. online dating. Is it just for sad, lonely perverts? I've never done online dating, but I did meet my fiancé through Twitter and uh, we've been together three years, so, you know, it does work. For How long people. have you been engaged? Uh, since April. Oh, you've got, you got a while there. OK, right, I'll give you that. Okay. Through Twitter! What did she tweet you and <laughs> go, hey, Adam, I think your travel bulletins are really hot and sexy. No, because nobody has ever done that or will ever do that. Well, you carry on. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy myself. Yeah, well <laughs> <laughs> Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much. Morning! Morning! <laughs> Morning Sleepy Eyes, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, Oh eight four five nine 555, very quickly, um, a text about travellers, uh, David says, wake up, travellers are bad, you should see all the rubbish in Manor Park, well I, is it so bad having travellers in your local park, on your local village green, They're only there for a few weeks, nice to meet different people, different communities isn't it, Oh eight four five nine 555. Now, a Watford family believe their cat was mauled to death by an urban fox and now fear for the safety of their infant son. Elsbietta Gottwald from Watford saw a fox nearby on the day their eight-year-old cat, Sweetie, disappeared. Her husband found the remains of the cat in their garden the following morning. Well, we can speak to Elsbietta now. Good morning, Elsbietta. Good morning. Sorry to Good hear morning, about the, the, the loss of uh, Sweetie. What happened?
14: Um, because of the hot weather, we'll let her stay in the garden longer, but we believe it happened on a Friday on, on 19, where we were downstairs, and everybody was woke up, and uh, um, the radio was on, and doors to the garden were open, and she was, uh, as usual, sitting in the garden, and it struck me that she didn't come for the dinner, mm. and, um... Uh, Yeah, and and we didn't hear hear anything, and even I was sleeping downstairs with my son, my baby son, because it was so hot, and uh, downstairs is the coolest place in the house. So I was sleeping with the door open, and uh, in the morning, my husband found our lovely cat. She was actually a member of our family for eight years, dead, and uh, she was ripped open and... um, Something was feeding on her, so we took her remains to the vet, and uh, a few people um, checked on her, and they said uh, she was definitely killed by a fox.
0: How did they know it was a fox, Elsbeerta? What, what clues were there?
14: There were um, marks on her neck, so she was attacked from behind. Either she was asleep or she was walking to her home, and simply something was feeding on her so her heart and her lungs were missing oh dear and uh, um and there's no way the other cat or a dog will get into the garden because his fence all around
0: cats are, cats are, I, i'm just playing devil's advocate Elspier, the cats are very good at climbing fences so it, it, is there a possibility that a, a bigger nastier cat could have come in and done this
14: not really i i don't believe i've seen around two cats one right. ginger and one tabby mm. and they somehow they knew each other with my cats over the fences they were walking because there's an alley next to our fences so so they were walking and they were making noise uh, saying that that's our territory, that's our territory. So um, they were aware of each other, but I never, ever seen any cat in my garden. How would
0: a... Other cat? LGBT, how if, if a cat or a dog couldn't have got in, how would a fox have got in, do you think?
14: Um, I've seen a fox jumping from one shed to another because there were very narrow gardens, right. not, not big, small gardens, and every garden has a shed. mm so, 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 um, and behind our garden, from one side and another, there is a garden alley that, um, people are simply walking through,
2: mm. and
14: there's a gate, uh, next to our house. So, um, I, I've seen the fox two days before that, but I wasn't alert because when we lived in the, in London, there were a uh, few foxes around, and my cat was aware of them. Mm. She, she, she'd seen them. Uh, but they never approached her. Well, there are s- never
0: seen there are some yeah. people because I've been looking at this online, and there are there there are some people, Elsbieeta, who would argue that actually foxes they, they can't they don't attack cats. I know. What would you say to those people?
14: I I do I did believe that. That's why I wasn't really aware when I, I mean. I wasn't alert when I've seen the, the fox, mm. because they're saying that the foxes and, and cats are similar size and weight, and because the foxes are, are lonely hunters, they wouldn't risk to approach a cat, because they can be hurt, because cats, obviously, they're have the they're fighting quite a lot, but... Um, I did believe that till what, Until what till the,
0: the yeah the 19th Elisbietta uh, I, I I am a cat owner my little girl has been part of my family for 12 years I will be devast I will be devastated when she goes g- g- just try and describe what effect losing Sweetie has had on you and your family
14: the first we didn't believe I mean we still kind of feel like she will be back one moment she will be back and, and now I was crying all day I, I, I couldn't come to me, I mean, I have a little son, but I really, I kind of felt like, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mother. simply. And, and, and my husband, when, when he found her, he was screaming because he, he couldn't believe that's her. Mm-hmm. He, he ran upstairs to, to me, hoping that she's sitting next to us in the room, and she wasn't. So, uh, it, it is, it is like losing a member of family. Because she was with us for eight years. She brought her here. We didn't introduce her to the garden for a few weeks. Then, step by step, we introduced her to the new garden, new surroundings. And she was walking around. And a few months ago, she definitely stayed in the garden. She marked her territory, and she was safe. She, She was sleeping in the garden, and she didn't really show signs that she isn't
0: safe in the garden. Okay, Elsbietta, we have to end it there because we're out of time. I'm very sorry for your loss. There'll be some people at home smirking about this because they don't get it. There might be some people here at the BBC smirking about it because they don't get it. Well, shame on those people because I've got a little cat and I will be absolutely devastated if anything happened to her. Elsbieta, thank you very much for sharing your story. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Apologies if the show is sounding a little... (sighs) Oh, shoddy today. Producer Tara is away. I have producer Catherine Boyle. From news to producing, well, let's see how she copes this week, shall we? Lots coming up on the show this morning, including we may have a little chat about those lab mags that uh, Lee was talking about. Would you like to see lads mags taken off the shelves in, in news agents and supermarkets and smiths and places like that? I I think I probably would. Some of those front covers on lab bags, when I was growing up in the 80s, you had to look in bushes to find those images. Do you know what I mean? You really had to struggle to find that stuff. Now it's pretty much everywhere. We'll talk about that. Other issues as well include a high court judge is calling for a change in the law after two women who forced a girl to marry in Luton escaped prosecution. Is it time we stop pretending this isn't happening? The arrival of a group of travellers at Manor Park in Luton has sparked complaints from the area's permanent residents. But shouldn't we just accept the occasional traveller encampment as part of British life? And online dating. Is it really the only way to find a partner for some people? Surely it's just the preserve of perverts and weirdos. That and lads, mags. And more, no doubt. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, sweetie. Or you can give us a call, 08459 455 555.
1: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. There are calls for a change in the law after two women who forced the girl to marry in Luton uh, escaped prosecution. Current legislation doesn't allow the police to pursue a civil case against the teenager's mother and aunt who breached a protection order designed to stop the girl travelling abroad or marrying. The judge says the case serves to highlight weaknesses in current legislation. Well, earlier on we heard from Dr Nazia Kanoum, who runs a Luton-based consultancy on equality and diversity and has done research on forced marriages. <laughs>
2: Some children want to live still with their parents, despite the fact that they have been forcing or trying to force them to marry Mm -hmm. against their wishes, but don't want to leave home. Uh, But the court can actually give an order that these children should not be harassed or forced into marriage, and if that happens, that will be a breach of the court order. And it actually uh, includes punishment. It could be compensa- It could be a fine, hefty fine, or it could be even a prison sentence.
0: Well, that's how they're supposed to work, but it would appear that they don't. Joined now by Natasha Rattu. She's the operations manager for the charity Karma Nirvana, which runs a forced marriage helpline. Uh, morning, Natasha. What's your reaction to this High Court ruling? Well, really,
15: at Karma Nirvana, we're quite disappointed by the ruling. We really feel that it's been a missed opportunity to send out a really strong message on forced marriages.
0: Forced marriage protection orders, it, they seem pretty, well, pretty toothless, don't they?
15: Well, we've seen many being taken out. Just to mention, Carmen Havana has has a national helpline and we receive on average around 6,500 calls every year from the UK alone from victims facing this very issue. And really, the law has been designed to be an accessible piece of legislation. Victims themselves can actually go to court and obtain an order and relevant third parties like the police and local authority can obtain them on behalf of a, a victim. And that's what we've seen in this particular case. And really... The police should have been able to enforce this order for her, because that's how the law has been designed, and we're quite disappointed that didn't happen in this case.
0: Do you think the judge is sending out the wrong message, then, about how seriously the law takes forced marriages?
15: Well, I think he sent out a very clear message. You know, you have two people here that have forced a person into marriage, and you haven't seen any strong ramifications as a result of that. And I think that in itself sends out a very strong message that there's some level of acceptability or or on some level that really this isn't punished effectively.
0: There is legislation, isn't there, Natasha, coming in place soon to crack down on forced marriages. What, What do you know about that?
15: Yes, there is new legislation, um... We're hoping that by March next year we should see that forced marriages are criminalised, so they're against the law. And also, um, because forced marriage protection orders are a civil remedy, so it's an injunction dealt with in a civil court. And currently, the breach of that isn't a criminal offence, but when this new law comes in, the breach of orders will be a criminal offence and will be dealt with in the criminal court rather than the civil court.
0: What are, uh, Women, I know it happens to some young men as well, but what are they supposed to do if, if they are being forced to marry? I mean, where can they go for help? If the courts won't help them, what can they do?
15: There are so many things they can do for help and the sad thing is it's just that many victims don't know about the help out there. Really it's 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 up to the victim, it's up to them as to what they want to do and at Karma Nirvana, we, as I mentioned we have a national helpline and we support people to help them make decisions about what it is they want to do. We can help them to leave if that's what they want to do, if they want to stay we can help them in relation to staying safe. There's many, many things they can do. Throughout the UK, we have fantastic refuges where they can go to stay safe from these dangerous situations because what we have to remember is when a person is forced to marry, they will experience multiple rape, they will experience abuse, and it's these sorts of things that they need to be protected from.
0: Uh, why, why would... Uh, if a young girl is, is being threatened and, and coerced into a marriage she's not happy with,
15: mm-hmm.
0: why would they want to stay with that family?
15: It's, it's really tough. What we have to remember is that when a victim um, is proposed with this marriage, they're proposed by the very people that have brought them up, that, you know, that they've spent their whole childhood with, and, and, and very often they don't actually know that they have an option or a choice to leave. Um, and it's the toughest decision that a victim has to make. You know, on one hand, do I leave my whole identity, do I leave my family, or do I, do I marry this person that they want me to marry and, and then keep all of that? So it's a really tough decision for them to make. But ultimately, it's got to be a choice that the victim makes. For them, And I think that they have to know about the options that are available, because very often they don't actually know that there are options for them to leave, so they think the only option is to go ahead with marriage.
0: Ultimately, Natasha, we can legislate and change laws and all those kinds of things, but mm-hmm. it, it, the, the change needs to come from within the communities, doesn't mm-hmm. it?
15: It does, absolutely, it, it does. And we feel that, you know, people from within the community and, and religious leaders need to send out strong messages that this isn't a religious issue. Every religion speaks out against forced marriage. And, um, you know, communities do really need to be tackling this within their own communities. However, what we find, unfortunately, is that this is very much a taboo issue within the community and one that they don't really want to talk about very much. So organizations like Karma Nirvana and the government need to be taking these strong stances to enable victims to flee and to get the help they need.
0: Natasha, you mentioned you have a helpline. Do you want to give the number out in case anybody uh, is yes. listening to this and this is resonating with them?
15: Please do, yes. It's 08005999247. That's 08. 05999247 and our and our website is uk and if anybody has any sort of, of concern or issue if they want to ring our help plan is absolutely confidential.
0: Natasha, thank you very much indeed. This is Natasha Ratu, operations manager for the charity Karma Nirvana.
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
0: This is
5: Ian Lee.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio <laughs>
0: have a look at the papers in a second. Some of your Facebook comments about online dating. I don't I don't really get it. I, 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 in some ways I do. If you're really busy and everybody you work with is ugly and, and both physically and spiritually you won't want to go out with them, would you? So online dating could be seen as, a, as an alternative, but I don't it is just deviants that go on there, isn't it? We've had no one call in who can string a sentence together uh, who, who has been online dating. 08459 455 555. Emma has said on the Facebook page, um, a friend was telling me very recently she'd been on an online dating site, albeit a free one. She met some nice chaps, bit of a friendly chat, bit of banter, few nice snaps, then suddenly gets sent a blown-up photo of the person's nether regions. This happened twice. Needless to say, she wasn't interested on both occasions, but she did pass on some embarrassing bodies-type health advice. She's a nurse. Ooh. Sue says, "Morning, in my son met a girl three years ago on a website. They're getting married on Sunday." And Annie says, "I am. Uh, I'm in a wonderful new relationship with my new partner Zohu. We've been together nearly eight months and moved in together last month with plans for the future. Be safe, be choosy, but don't be scared of online dating." Thank you very much. I do think it's a little bit. Um, Uh, It it does concern me Uh, Diana Milton Keynes has emailed him I was widowed at the age of 49 And ended up browsing an online site Just looking for some new friends I found a profile I liked And it said that the person was naught miles away from me So I contacted him just to chat as friends It turned out he lived literally round the corner In our village Having moved in a few months before from London We've now been happily married for two years So I would recommend online dating any time well, um, uh, Okay. I'm still not convinced. And Andy says, uh, Andy has, uh, texted in, I wonder if online dating is for people who are borderline social phobics. I wonder if in about 20 years' time, all dating will be done online. Just imagine government officials pairing up certain people for genetic reasons and bloodlines. It's not Brave New World, Andy. You're not just Huxley. A L- literal reference there for you guys. Raising the tone a little bit. Who knows where it could go? However, if people find love online, it could only be good. And Justin Dealey had a fantastic show on Saturday morning. Well, for goodness sakes. I wonder. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five with the phone. And a quick look at some of the front pages. The Guardian. Uh, golden anniversary. Cockcroft repeats victory. Britain's Hannah Cockcroft. Oh, it's sports. Town Hall's key to UKIP surge claims Farage. Party to emulate Ashdown's Lib Dem strategy to taste, chase Westminster. Boring stories. The Times, sports. Male cancer is almost beaten after chance fine. Almost all patients now recover from testicular cancer. Boom. In your face, ladies. Well, you know what I'm saying. Clap down On right to challenge new laws. Ministers fear abuse of judicial review system. There's not a lot of stories around at the moment. The Independent, sports. Britain's leading doctor. Run the NHS like PC World. What? With rude staff who don't know anything? We'll do the Express and the Mail um, and the Sun a little bit later on. I warn you now; they have their stories aren't particularly cracking either. 08459 455 555. Quarter past seven. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555. Travellers have set up camp at Manor Park in Luton. They've been there for over a week and the locals are not happy. Well, Luton Borough Council have asked them to move on. The travellers say they're here for a family gathering and will soon be off to Essex. Traveller spokesperson Cliff Cadona has lived in Bedfordshire and has been asked to move on several times. He joins me now. Morning, Cliff. Good morning. Cliff, is it upsetting when you've, you've been kicked off in the past? Erm, um, yeah. Why?
6: Because, you know, travellers have always had a traditional thing of moving round the country this time of year. It's holiday time. They tend to come out want to just have a, you know, try do the cultural thing round the country, go to uh, f- family weddings and go to seasides and different stuff. But most other people that go on holiday... They- Kids are off school now, so we try to take them about and show. Well, this is where we used to live. This is it's, it's more of a game now than anything else.
0: But you say it's it's summertime and uh, they want to take the kids around. It, it is summertime, and the kids want to play in the park, don't they? And they can't do that course, if there are travellers there. Yes,
6: but as you know, we've had this debate many, many times before, and unfortunately, the local authority. Does not seem to do anything about the situation, which aggravates the travellers and the this, the local people.
0: Well, they if, are, aren't they? They're being they're, they're being forced to. Local authorities are being forced to create traveller sites, aren't they?
6: Well, no, 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 no. They're not. They're not being forced to. Told you know. What I mean, remember, I've been doing this now a long time, and and Bedfordshire are, are one of many counties. Have been given the opportunity, the money, the resources. To build the temporary places for many, many years so as that they don't have tissue, so as that people, they can say, there's a field, what we're not using, pull in there for a few weeks, enjoy your time on the grass and how you like to do it, and then
0: move on again. They haven't done that. But that's that's going to happen. That That will definitely happen within the next couple of years.
6: Well, this is, you know, th- we've been doing this, I've, I've had many programmes r- with Roberto and other people mm. in your station and all we've had is promises, 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 but they've never delivered.
0: Why do you think uh, residents are so anti-traveller?
6: Um, unfortunately, we've got some horrible programmes that get showed about the travelling community, and there's a small minority of the community that is not nice to people, and and they think that everybody's the same, and it's not like that.
0: We did hear from some residents uh, who live near Manor Park in Luton a, a little bit earlier in the show, uh, and they were telling our reporter that there was excrement in the pathway, that there was mess, there was noise.
6: Um, you know, I can't, I can't justify anybody that does anything wrong because at the end of the day, that is just, it's not right at all. But, as you know, we have many things go on round the countryside. We have many festivals, people going to beaches and everything else. And, unfortunately, the downside of that is there's always something left behind them.
0: Well, but, but, but this is happening while the, tra- the travellers are, are, are there. And you don't go to beach. Very rarely do you go to beach and find excrement and use uh, the toilet paper, do you?
6: Well, no, but... It's not day, acceptable
0: like, in a park, is if, it? If,
6: if, if the local authority was to deal with the issue properly there could be some temporary toilets put there make the travelers pay for them and we wouldn't have these things would we
0: well but but surely you shouldn't have these things anyway whether there's a temporary toilet or not to, to, to find uh disused items like that scattered around is, is is socially unacceptable isn't it
6: yes but at the end of the day you know i mean we always get down to the issue of rubbish, extraments... Uh, well, it's a big thoughts. issue that
0: affects people, Cliff. That, that's well, yes,
6: why... Yes, 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 but... Yes. We could... These things could be done in a proper professional way so that that would not happen.
0: It if sounds it a, a proper... little bit like you, you're, you're kind of um, putting the responsibility on someone else's shoulders to clear up this no, mess. No, I'm not...
6: I'm not... But well, well, let me put it to you another way of them, right? Um, when these travellers move, the local authority will put a bill in for something like about £10,000 because I've had to spe- send a, a special clean-up crew around there to clean up that sort of thing. If there was to, you know, spend £500 on some mobile toilets and put there and charge tra- travellers for them, it
0: wouldn't happen. But Cliff, no, you, again, you're, you're, you're putting the, the, the weight of responsibility on, on, on someone else. If you go and stay in a park, you yeah. should be responsible for the mess you create while you're there and yeah. the mess that you, you leave when you go. That, that seems obvious well, to me. If I go for a picnic, well, well, I'm responsible well, well, for the mess I make. Okay, so you're a professional man, so let's do a professional for you.
6: Um, no. There's a, a small minority of people who you cannot change their ways. They just don't want to know about doing things properly. Well, and then that's why, that's why, of, that's why Cliff,
0: some people are, are against travellers because uh, they don't want to clean up. They don't want to uh, clear up the mess that they are ultimately responsible for. Can you understand mm-hmm.
6: that? No, but what I'm trying to put across here to you... You can't is understand there's that. The, the, there's a small minority of people who do bad things around the country, and that tarnishes everybody else. So is it them re- resident people think that all travellers are bad? Remember, in your area where you're living, you have thousands and thousands of gypsies and travellers who live in their own houses, their own yards, pay the taxes. Use their toilets. Do not put. But we're talking specifically
0: about the ones who are moving into parks and are creating a mess there. You're saying it should be the council's responsibility to give them uh, toilet facilities so they don't make a mess.
6: Well, if Mr Pickles justifies and he knows that money is needed to build places for people, so they've got proper places to stay, so that doesn't happen anymore they don't go on packs. But Cliff, it the sounds like you're saying it.
0: It sounds like you're saying it's okay for them to leave excrement and, and use toilet paper there. That that that's not acceptable. Well,
6: that is, you know, you keep, keep coming back
0: to this this particular. Because it's the issue word. you seem to be dodging ever so slightly. That's why.
6: Because I don't want to actually talk about somebody what's shitting on the pavement. Hey, hey Cliff, Cliff, <laughs>
0: what Cliff? What's your language? We've got young people listening. Apologies to anyone offended. Sorry, Apologies sorry. to anyone offended by that. It's a category B. Uh, yeah, very b- sorry. But that's but that's the issue that affects residents, Cliff. That's why it's of, important.
6: Of course, but the only w- what other way do you want me to put this? How
0: do you stop them doing it? Do it in a bag. For goodness' sakes, bag. it's easy. What they're going to do it in, in a, a pathway?
6: In a bag, right? Well, like I said, Matt, if they didn't pull there at all, it wouldn't be happening.
0: You, again, you don't seem to be accepting respons- responsibility for the actions. That seems how, odd.
6: How, how can I accept responsibility for the actions? Okay, you seem, doing to be,
0: that. you seem to be allowing the people that are doing this to shift the responsibility onto other people's. If they're doing a poo somewhere, they should take responsibility for it. Don't do it on a pathway. Do it in a bag and bury it or take right, it off with you. Right, right. It's their fault. So yes. what's your answer to that, then? I've it's just given fault. you the answer, They've Cliff. They do it in a bag. Well, that completely,
6: we've not got round to the part at all of the people being on the park or why they're
0: there or why it hasn't been dealt with. Uh, Cliff, stay there. Fred's in Luton. Morning, Fred. Do you want to speak to Cliff, do you? Uh,
9: I want to speak to you
0: about Cliff.
9: He's the spokesman for these people, isn't he? Yeah, helping out that. Yeah. And he's putting the onus now on the local taxpayer. No, no, no. Yes, yeah. you are. You you want the council to put toilets out for you when you go on the site? Well, who's doing that? The local council. Oh, the, that's,
6: oh, the, oh, the, that's down for the local flipping taxpayer. No, let well, I me mean, listen. In, in Bristol, they have a transit area where travellers pull on exactly the same, and the travellers pay for the toilets themselves and anything at all that they need. They'll do the same any part of the country if the local authority works with the travellers.
9: Oh. Well, you don't pay any taxes, do you?
6: Yes, but we pay all we're taxes like everybody else. Do do,
9: do, of to course. Which, to which authority do you pay
6: local tax then? Can I just tell you something? You have a lot, a lot of travellers live in your area, in the Bedfordshire area, and lots of them people pay their taxes, and it's very insulting to say all of them that they don't. Every traveller that lives on any trailer site, anywhere that you can see one or you know where there's one, they pay their poll tax, and they pay their rents, their electricity, their water to live on themselves, and a hefty rent to the local authority. Nobody lives anywhere for nothing, anywhere.
0: Fred, why do you think um, um, local residents are often against travellers? Is it, is it racism? Is it, what is it, Fred?
9: Well, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, they, they bring the, uh, the area, local areas uh, down.
0: In what way? In what way? They're not there for that long, is it? surely it's OK for them to come and move there for a few weeks, isn't
9: no, it? No, they're not there for that long, it's what they leave behind well. So, cheerio.
0: Oh well, Fred, uh, Fred bailed out halfway through there, uh, Cliff. I don't quite know what happened there, but is—that that is, that is the perception, isn't it, Cliff? That that people do leave uh, leave a mess that, that they that are is the
6: That is right, but the bigger perception is, and the thing that's not told to people at all, yeah. and that is good. A law abiding citizens of the Travelling Community do pay their taxes and they dues to the society. What would it's you like for them to be punished?
0: What would you like to see done, Cliff, to improve the lot of the traveller?
6: I would actually like to see each local authority take take, um, a step like Bristol done and make a nice transit area for travellers in the summertime Mm. so when they come to the area, there's somewhere legal and legit for them to stay where everybody's not upset by it.
0: Cliff, thank you very much for joining us this morning. <coughs> Excuse me, i got a frog in my throat. That's uh, Cliff Godona, who um, uh, is a traveller spokesperson and has lived in Bedfordshire. Well, what do you think? Again, apologies for uh, the, the, the odd uh, swear word that might have popped out there. It was a full and frank adult discussion, wasn't it? Wasn't it? And we did get kind of stuck on that point. But it does seem to me, you know, if I'm in the woods, if I'm out in the park and there's no toilet... Yeah, I just think it's one thing you should uh, take your own personal responsibility for, shouldn't you? What do you think, though? Is there anything wrong with having... Listen, if they behave well, they keep the noise down, they keep the dogs shut up and they clean up after them, is there anything wrong with travellers moving to your local park for for a month or two? Is there anything wrong with that? Are we being a little bit racist by kind of saying, No, go on, not it. Jog on, fellas. Go on, off. 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555. Double, Is there anything wrong with travellers moving into your area for a short stay? Call
1: 08459
0: 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the uh, chat with Cliff Godona from the, uh, the traveller spokesperson has uh, I- excited you slightly. It was an interesting debate. We kind of fell out over, um, well, over poo, really, <laughs> which is, it? By, by a strange coincidence, I've been falling out of my boys over that quite a lot this weekend, so it's an argument I've, uh, I've had a lot. What do you think? Is there anything wrong with allowing travellers to move into a local park or a, a local field for a few weeks? Is there anything wrong with that? Really? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Well, one person uh, who may have a problem with that is James Stevens. Good morning, James. Good morning. Tell us why this uh, this story in Luton is ringing home to you. Well, I'm I'm a committee member of the Friends of Manor Park, right, which is where the travellers have moved to.
16: Yes, and yesterday we'd arranged at twelve between twelve and four o'clock to have a teddy bears picnic for mothers and their young children, and in the park area. Ah. And consequently, because of the state, I walked through there on Saturday morning, and I had to watch where I was stepping because of the amount of mess on the pathway.
0: Right. Now, explain... Listen, I'm going to go and have a look at the park a bit later on this week. Uh, Explain how much of it is taken up by the traveller community at the moment.
16: Most of the general park recreation area. Mm. There were 17 caravans on there when I walked
0: through yesterday morning. That's quite significant. So I, I'm guessing you, you cancelled the event yesterday, did you? Well, we cancelled the, ev- the event yesterday. We
16: cancelled it on Saturday um, after I'd spoken to the chairman. And the chairman said he, he took his nephew, who comes from down in Essex, over to the swings on Friday. And as a result of his son, his uh, nephew, being hit by Traveller's Children's, he was forced to leave the park. <laughs>
0: Have you spoken... To, did you go and speak to the travellers, James, and, and see if you could reach a, a compromise with them for the teddy bears picnic? I've got more sense than to do
16: that. What I did, I emailed my, two of my local elected representatives, council yep. representatives. Yep. One I had an email back saying he was unable to be contacted, but the other one didn't respond.
0: Oh. When you say but, you have more sense than to go and speak to them, what, what do you mean by that?
16: Well, I'm an ex-police officer... And I know that I shouldn't get involved in discussions over things that should be done by responsible officials of the council.
0: Why, if if you're a member of of the the, the Friends of Manor Park and you had an event organised there, I think it would be legitimate for you to go and knock on a couple of doors and have a chat? No way, sir. Tell me why. You're you're, you're skirting around something. I'm trying to work out what it is. Well, I'm... Well, I'm...
16: A, I'm 82 and I walk with a stick... And I'm not going to be be involved in any form of problems over this sort of matter with the person themselves. We've got elected council who allow these travellers to come on our land. They can't go on on the land in Harpenton. They can't go up in Houghton Regis. So why are they coming onto our parkland? And that is the reason. Now, your person you were speaking to was speaking about licensed pitches. Cliff Cadone, Where where people pay their rates and everything. These people pay nothing. You've got a number of people living all over the country that belong to the caravan club But when they go away, they go and pay on pitches. These
0: people don't pay anything. Just to go back, James, are you uh, trying to... I'm just trying to get to what you're you're hinting at. Are you saying that you were worried there might have been violence if you'd have gone and knocked on their doors?
16: I I was. And I I wasn't going to get involved
0: in any form of confrontation. What makes you think there would have been violence or, or aggressive confrontation? My personal history... Tell
16: us more, and I needn't go more into that because we, I know the fact that I, I'm not in a person over over my previous employment to
0: get involved in confrontation. Well, what does that what does that mean? That you're the one that, that you're worried that you would have got violent. I'm worried that I would have got assaulted.
9: Right. So you've
17: had
16: and I'm a 24 seven carer for my wife. Yes. And If I'd been assaulted and I'd finished yep. up in hospital, who's going to look after my wife? Is she going to finish up in hospital?
0: But so, you've are you, are you saying, James? James, to look at, Ian. James, are you saying that in the past you have been assaulted by travellers? No,
16: in the past I've stopped people being assaulted by travellers. So you're a police officer. I was an ex police officer. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So you. you okay. So you, you've, you've seen uh, violence come from travellers. But we're never. We're never going to get peace, are we? If we don't talk to each other and, and try and understand we, what's going we on, we won't get
16: peace because Luton once had a travellers officer. Okay. And Luton, with their cost cuts, stopped that. They also stopped the parks officers. So consequently, these people go from one place to another place. Responsible caravanners have got their own toilets that mm. they empty and dispose of in appropriate places.
0: James, we we have to end it there. It's James Stevens who had to cancel an event at Manor Park in Luton uh, because of the, uh, the situation with the travellers. We need to go. And do, do we need to knock on a few doors and just say hello? What's going on? Hey, come on, come on! What's going on? Would there be violence? I don't know. I don't know. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Andrew's in Hatfield. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Andrew. What's your take on this? Well,
12: what's cool is just in this, in this final comment made the point I was going to make. Really, that I mean, in the years gone by when my children were young, we had touring caravans and we had wind camping and we had chemical toilets and we just. Properly, Why can't they? It's the obvious, isn't it? Why haven't they got toilets in their caravans?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, Cliff Godona, the traveller spokesperson, seemed to suggest that they, they didn't, and they wanted uh, the council to provide toilets that they would then pay for. Um, it, it, yes, it does strike me as a little bit odd that they don't have toilets in their caravan. I, I, I think that requires a little bit more investigation to find out if that's true.
12: I would have liked to ask him, that. you know, what, what's wrong with using a toilet? I, I, I don't understand how they're not providing... Everyone has to go. So it's yep. an obvious, you know, your caravans are equipped with everything for uh, touring. And one of the things you need is a development.
0: Andrew, are we by by um, not wanting travellers n- near us in our own backyard, metaphorically, in in our squares and our villages, are we being a little bit racist and a little bit closed minded, do you think? I think it's down to your experience. I mean, as a taxi driver in Hatfield,
12: um, I'm always wary if I get um certain types of um, travellers and uh whether we're going to get paid or not and whether we're going to get aggravation
0: have you had aggravation in the past
12: oh yeah i've been paid i've been paid uh not been paid before Run they've run off and i've had um on one occasion a uh duff scottish 20 pound note which wasn't any good so i lost the fare and the change that i gave him so you're always where yeah for sure you ask any taxi driver that's been doing it for some years like i have and we're there's certain groups of people that you're wary of about whether you're going to get paid, and that's one of them, for sure.
0: Andrew, thank you very much indeed. What do you think, dear listener? 08459 455555. We can talk specifically about this campsite in, in Manor Park, if you want. If you've been there, if it's uh, changed your behaviour, uh, if you've not gone there as a result, if you've spoken to the travellers there, 08459 four double five five double five, And also travellers in general. Do we, Why do we have a problem with with travelers is there something about us is it are we making kind of assumptions based on stories that we've heard that aren't actually based in fact is there a problem with having travelers on a piece of land near us oh eight four five four double five five double five. it's never happened to me so i don't know i've driven past sites but it's never happened to me so i don't know the immediate e- e- effect it has on the immediate area dale's in hearts morning dale well, good morning. Good morning. What would you like to say?
3: Well, I was thinking that perhaps if there was some sort of liaison officer who could, when travellers uh, come into an area, say, look, you've moved into this area, how long are you going to be? Help them, perhaps, uh, source getting um, to- uh, temporary toilets, uh, rub- uh, you know, large skips to put rubbish in. Because if they're travelling around, they may not necessarily have the skills or local knowledge to do that themselves. This would help the communities in that they won't get upset because there's lots of mess there. The travellers can make a contribution towards the clearing up before the councils, uh, you know, rather than leave it in a mess. Uh, I know it's taking responsibility away from them, but perhaps helping them become more responsible.
0: Why would people want to travel? This is a thing I don't quite understand.
3: Well, I don't understand it myself, but that is their choice. Yeah. And...
0: Would you have a problem, Dale? Would you have a problem if some travellers moved on to to the the village green or the local park near your house?
3: I would prefer it if they moved where it wouldn't cause too much disruption to the local communities. But... Uh, opposing travellers is like saying, I don't want black people in my area. I don't want Asians in my area because they smell, they bring crime. You can't generalise about everybody. Some may do, some may not.
0: But but it's interesting, you, you've said, yeah, uh, you, you know, we can't discriminate against travellers. It's like being racist against blacks and Asians, but I, I don't want them too near me. That's no, what you've no, said, I, isn't uh, it?
3: No, 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 I don't mind them being in uh, in say, my village. And if they went on the village green. Perhaps if they didn't
0: go near the facilities that the children are going to use, use the other end of the field. Right. Uh, Dale, no, thank, thank you very much indeed. Sorry, it's, it's not a particularly good line, so we'll, we'll leave it there. Well, she raises an interesting point. And it would appear that in Luton, at some point, there was a traveller liaison officer. When did that end? Can we find out when that ended and, and what exactly their responsibility was? Do you agree with Dale that by... Um, uh, discriminating against travellers—it's the same as being racist towards black and Asian people. Same, say, "Oh, don't want black people here." Or they cook funny, and they 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 smell, and the, the crime goes up. Is it the same thing? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Keen to get your thoughts on this. Keen to talk to you as well if you do live near Manor Park and if this uh, uh, in- encampment. Is affecting you directly. 08459 five double five eight one three double three. Start your text 3CR or give me a call. 08459. Oh uh, no, hang on, I've just done that. Facebook. It's only Monday and I'm falling apart already. Facebook.com forward slash BBC three CR. Right, seven forty-five. Lots to talk about this morning. O eight four five nine four double five five double five uh, is uh, the phone number. Talking about online dating uh now. Um, It's a multi-million pound business used by thousands of people who are looking for love and sometimes a little bit of the other. Well, tonight's Panorama exposes the tricks of the UK's online dating industry, revealing how some unscrupulous dating uh, sites reeling clients with profiles of beautiful people who don't really exist. Well, Justin Dealey has been out and about this morning. Good morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. Justin, now, you've said before that you wouldn't do online dating. Nope. It doesn't appeal to you. You like to try before you buy. Yes, I, I do. I don't quite know what that means <laughs> in the realms of ladies, but um, yeah. probably best not to investigate too much. Yes, quite possibly. Have you found anybody who's a fan of online dating? Well, in the first Day of this morning, I could not
4: find one person who had tried online dating. People hated it. Here's a recap of what people had to say. So, you're not a fan of online dating. Can you tell us why? I don't
13: know who I am dating, I don't know their background, I don't know their culture. How can I date someone I don't know? I love seeing, you know, someone
4: physically. When you're pointing at me there, are you saying you'd like to get out with me? Uh, not really. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely would not give it a try ever. No, of
13: course. If I feel like I can do it, it's just that I, it's not it's not part of me. You know, I, I try to understand who you are before you know getting into you know knowing you. I
4: like selecting friends. <laughs> yeah. well, listen for the record. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. So you haven't tried so online D- dating, Justin, why? that was uh, earlier. Have you managed to? Any age to online online dating? Still going? Oh, no, oh, no. but not for me.
0: Justin, that was earlier. Mm. Who Have you uh, have you managed to find anybody in the last 30 minutes?
4: Yes, I have. Uh, that was uh, Brian. He was uh, slightly embarrassed to talk to me, but he did. Now, he has found somebody online and he's been telling me exactly how things are progressing.
13: It's going well, yeah. We're still still together.
4: OK. How many dates? Uh, well, we've been seeing each other for six weeks now. Wow. So things are looking good then? Uh, hopefully, yeah. Okay. Marriage, maybe? Mm, <laughs> not for a while. Not for a while. OK. Did it take you a long time to try it? Because a lot of people... Of this morning, I've been quite negative, myself included. Were you thinking about online dating for a while, but then you suddenly plucked up the
17: courage? So it, it, it sort of was on my mind for a little while. Yeah, but um, I was sort of single for about
13: two two years, so yeah.
4: And just lastly, how long did it take you to to find the perfect photograph to put up there? Because we're talking about that today. Some people can put fakes up there. What was it? A hundred photographs and pick the best one? How did that work? No, it was pretty much yeah just found one random one chucked it on there that'll do that's it and you had them queuing up well not quite queuing up but yeah best of luck for the future thank you
0: surely it's a gentleman's game justin isn't it when i say gentleman i mean a bloke you go online you look for the hottest girls (laughs) you can find you send out (laughs) a hundred emails even if you only get five responses that's Mm. not bad going you meet up with them and um, you try before you buy, and then yep. you, you, you pick one. That's, that surely sounds like a, a, a gangster's paradise. But the thing
4: is, Ian, if you walked into a room, okay, if you're basing this on looks and looks alone, yep. lo- like you say... Very superficial, but yeah, yes, okay. yes. If you walk into a room and you've got 100 women there, you are looking directly at them. You yeah. know exactly who you are looking at. You know exactly who you are talking to. When you go online, that person could have a fake photograph. So they may look gorgeous online. Suddenly you go out with them, and let's just say they're not... Particularly Attractive. If
0: I walk into a room, Justin, and there are a hundred women there, I'm probably in a place I shouldn't be. <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> well, if you do, I'll come with you, Justin. Indeed, thank you very much. Uh, indeed, well, what do you think about online dating? Any good? Had success? Or have you had a nightmare? Well, Maria is from Hitchin. She's been online dating for around five years, during which she's had her fair share of ups and downs. Maria, why did you turn to... By the way, I just have to say that's not your, your real name, but it's the name we're going to use. Why have you turned to online dating?
18: I've turned to online dating because I think that there's opportunity. I'm 36, I've got lots of friends that have all settled down, got kids and don't do the Friday night, the Saturday night thing. So to me, online dating was when I'm in on a Friday night, I can have a little shop around and get speaking to people and and potentially line myself up with a date rather than sit in the following weekend and it, do the same again because it can work that quickly. I think the longer you do it, the more you understand how it works, the better you get at selecting. You realise that if you're not a rock climber, why speak to someone who's got all pictures of rock climbing on their profile? Um, so you just pick up those tips. I think the guy that was just speaking before who says, when you walk into a pub and you don't know someone, well, if you go onto their Facebook page, then you get a real feel for who they are, and you can see what sort of conversations they have, uh, and then you feel more confident about meeting up with them, and it doesn't feel so that they're a stranger, really. And you can find out stuff about a person before you meet them that you wouldn't know if you met someone in a bar. So. What's, what's, what's
0: wrong with you, Maria? Is there something wrong, wrong with me? I met someone now. Have all you? Right. No, I'm, I'm,
18: no, I'm just <laughs> why asking- is it? Why <laughs> is it that being single means there's something wrong with you? Well, no, I, I'm, ju-
0: I'm just. I'm just asking. Is, is there any? Are you a, a, a normal, attractive young? I say young because thirty six is still quite young compared to me. It is. Are, are you? Are you a normal, attractive young lady? Yes. Why were you I would struggling like to, to think get? think I am. Why were you struggling to get dates in in the physical world? I work
18: um, with a lot of women, and uh, like I say, a lot of my friends have all settled down. So, getting those opportunities to go out socialising, a lot of my hobbies are female orientated. Um, I'm not someone who perhaps goes to a gym and just strikes up conversation, um, although that can work. So, it's, it's just really who you are as a person. And I suppose I found it easier speaking to someone online before I met them. But don't get me wrong, it has failed. Right? Lots have, you had, of have, you had, have
0: you had some nightmares?
18: Yeah, there's a lot of liars online. There's a lot of people that say that they're things that they're not. Um, you know, there's a question that says, do you do drugs? And a lot of people say no, and actually they do a lot of drugs.
0: Oh, really? Um, yeah. What, have you had so, people you... turning up on a date and they've been out of their face or something?
18: No, but you start dating them and then they, you realise that they actually enjoy drugs quite a lot. Oh. <laughs> and if you're not a drug taker, that's quite difficult. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, or um, you meet someone who says that they're looking for a relationship and you find out that they're a swinger. <laughs> At,
0: really? Yeah, that happened. So, how did that um, pop up? No, hang on, that's the wrong phrase. <laughs> how did that make itself known to you? <laughs> Well, uh, we went on about
18: three dates, and then we were on um, Hotmail MSM messaging, yeah. and uh, he says, I've, I've got something to tell you, and I said, right, and he says, I have needs, and I said, right, <laughs> um, and then he said, no, 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 I, I, this is something quite important to me, and I said, well, just spit it out, and, um, and then that's, he said, I swing, and I said, what do you mean you swing? Okay. Um, and he said, I enjoy swinging, and then uh, that was the end of that,
0: obviously. Um, he, he was trying to get you involved, was he? I don't know
18: what his intentions were, but why is he on an online dating
0: site if that's what he wants? Go on a swinging site. site. (laughs) Are there a lot of men that are just looking for, you know, a a quick bunk-up?
18: Yeah, and I've actually dated guys that have told me that that's exactly why they're online, so you have got to be really careful.
0: But you say you've found someone now. Is that through online dating?
18: It was yes. It was a Friday night. I had nothing to do, and I crawled back online. <laughs> oh, yeah. But actually, it was you know, it was um, he's he's an absolute star. So it's working out really well, and I think maybe the the fruits of my labour have paid off. <laughs> what was
0: what was um, so attractive about his profile that, that that made you think? Oh yeah, this one looks different.
18: Well, what this in the way that this worked actually was I sent him a wink because I quite liked his photo. You sent him sent him a what? A wink, like saying hello via a wink. You you don't sound like you know much about this. I
0: don't don't know that much about it, Maria.
18: (laughs) Uh, So anyway, then we got online chatting, which is what a lot of these sites are doing now, where you can actually speak live quickly back and forth rather than talking to you like you don't know now.
0: Yeah. Um, No, please do. Treat me like an idiot
19: because I am in (laughs) in many ways.
18: And then instead of emailing and waiting three days to get a response, you're literally, you can have a full-blown conversation and then he sort of said, I'll strike while the iron's hot, do you want to meet Sunday? And we have not looked back since.
0: So this is on a Friday. You met him on a Friday. You you were making love by Sunday. Sunday. We were chilling (laughs) on Monday. Uh, How long ago was that?
18: We weren't making love
0: on Sunday. No, that was rude of me to say (laughs) as I got there. I thought, <laughs> oh, that's inappropriate. How, how, long ago, how long have you been seeing this fella, then? It's been four months this week. And is that a long time for, for you, internet dating?
18: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because is- you can kind of tell quite early on oh. when things aren't panning out.
0: Is he the one? I think so. Well, that's fantastic. Delete your accounts, Maria. Oh, Ma- we have. Yeah, I was about but- <laughs> saying to say, sh- make sure he's deleted his account. Oh, uh, we did it together. Oh, that- look at that. That's the new That's the new. would you wear my ring. <laughs> you- the kind of thing, let's delete our online dating accounts together. Maria, listen, like, it's lovely to talk to you. I wish you the best of luck. Thanks very and- much. Thank you for being a good Bye. sport this morning. There we go. Well, Maria has found love. That's the new thing. Instead of would you wear my ring... It's, oh, can I wear your jacket? It's, uh, should we delete our online dating accounts together? Yeah, let's! And then lots, let's watch a Jennifer Aniston or Sandra Bullock movie. Or maybe even Made in Manhattan starring J-Lo. It's quite a good film, that. I quite like that. 08459 four double five five double five. Your online dating stories, please. This is what I think, okay? Generalising slightly. Women go on there looking for love. Men go on there looking for sex. It's pretty spot on, isn't it? Women go there for the romance of romance, the romance of sitting at a computer typing. But the women go there for the romance, the men go there for quick and easy thrills. Have I got that right, or am I being a little bit unfair? Thank you, Lee. Good morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Monday, and it's been a packed show. The phones are going mental. Lots to talk about. Coming up between now and uh, JVS at nine. Oh, yes, he's back. I've seen him in the building. A high court judge is calling for a change in the law after two women who forced a girl to marry and loot and escape prosecution. Well, is it time we stop pretending this isn't happening? The arrival of a group of travellers at Manor Park in Luton has sparked complaints from the area's permanent residents. Well, should we just accept the occasional traveller encampment as part of a British way of life? Is there really anything wrong? Or well, we may be just slightly jealous of their freedom? And online dating. It's really the only way if you don't want to dip your nib in the office ink. But how do you avoid the perverts and weirdos? Ironically, we've got Justin Dealey talking about it, so... Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Lots of comments on there this morning. I'll have a little look through them in a bit. 81333, start your text 3CR. Or, now is it... Look, there are a couple of lines free. Now is an excellent time to give me a call. 08459 four double five five double five We tend to call you back as well, so don't think you'll be hanging around for ages paying the bill.
1: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Lots of you getting um, very excited about the travellers, and we'll be talking about that all morning. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travellers have uh, set up uh, in Luton. Um, I've not quite. I've not been there to. See it. I'm going to go have a little look this week to see exactly what's going on. We've heard reports that it's a little bit messy there. Um, but are, are we? Are we being offensive? by not welcoming travellers. One caller earlier on said it was, uh, it was the same as, as racism. We were, uh, by saying we don't want travellers here because it'll just bring crime and smelly and weird food, it's the same as being racist against black or Asian people. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Dave, what's your take on this?
8: But well, my take on this is that, uh, as a taxpayer of Luton, I'm fed up with this situation. Every summer they all come; they come to Luton and they park on Pope's Meadow. A couple of weeks ago, the same seventeen caravans have now moved to Manor Park and made a mess there. They can't use, or don't seem to know how to use toilets, because in Pope's Meadow there was a toilet hundred yards across the road, yet they still did it all over the grass. Now I
0: don't want to get too carried away down this thing again. it's the row I had with, with Cliff, the Traveler spokesperson, earlier? But you, is it human excrement or is it dogs doing it? No, it's humans. With really, little piles of dogs don't wipe their bums, do they? Sadly, not. No, they don't. No. But but but, we... but but Dave, these are human beings. They they wouldn't they wouldn't be doing that, surely. Well, they do do it, In We've seen it so many times. Um, it, and they just do it. It's the way they,
8: the way they are, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You've had a guy on and says, don't care about ever." Um, toilets in them. Well, most caravans I've been in have toilets in them, but they these people just seem to do it, want to do it on the grass. But another thing I'd like to pick you up on, yes. you had a chap down there from Manor Road um, Mothers and Children's the, Group. The, the
0: friends of Manor Park, and he'd organised a, a, a teddy bears picnic at the weekend that he had yeah. to cancel because of the travellers.
8: And you said to him, did you go and speak to them? Well, you said to me that you're going, you're, or you said to the listeners, that you're going down there later on this week. Well, let me know when you go down there and I'll be there. You go and knock on some of the caravaners' doors and I'll call the
0: ambulance. I'll go and knock on some doors of the caravan. Of course I will. Well, be prepared. Be prepared for what, Dave? For the aggravation you're going to get when you do it. What aggravation do you think I'm going to get? You'll get verbal and maybe physical
8: violence against you from these people because that that's their attitude that you're butting in on their Well maybe lifestyle and scene, you see.
0: Ma- maybe they don't want to be disturbed.
8: <laughs> yeah, well they probably don't want to be disturbed and that's what you'll be doing, won't you? Disturbing but, their lifestyle. Well if someone
0: <laughs> knocks on my door with a the microphone they'd get short shrift.
8: Well, and that's what you'll get,
0: short shrift. Well short shrift is different from, from physical violence that you claim that I'm gonna get. You might be right, I don't well, know, but I'm gonna go well, I, yeah, I'll go down there and have a little knock on the door and
8: I, I think I'm more likely to be right than um, than than you are to get um an intelligent conversation from them anyway. Imagine
0: we were talking about black people, Dave.
8: Well, yeah, I don't I don't see that racist thing at all. This isn't this isn't racist. This is just Problem people that loot and get every summer because we've got an inept Labour council council who don't do anything about it. Apparently, you can make a bylaw that stops travellers parking on these type of this type of land.
0: Dave, now, listen, we've got to move on. We're running out of time. Thank you. I, it will be fantastic this morning to hear from a traveller, if at all possible. If you are a traveller, and I will pop down there this week. I'm knocking the door, yeah, of course, say hello, see w- what's going on. If they, if they uh, and I'll report it honestly, if I get told to jog on using indoor language, then uh, I shall uh, certainly let you know. What do you think? 08459 455, 555 is the phone number. If you're a traveller, would love to speak to you uh, this morning. Now, um, we're talking as well about uh, forced marriage. The police have been told they can't prosecute two women who forced a teenage girl to marry in Luton. The girl's mother and aunt were taken to court for breaking a forced marriage protection order which prevented the girl from travelling abroad or marrying. However, the police don't have the legal authority to take action in the civil court, one of the weaknesses in current legislation according to the High Court judge presiding over the case. Well, Justin Dealey has been out in Luton getting your views and met this woman who doesn't wish to be named who was forced into marriage in her teens.
20: You had to do it. You had to go through it. Otherwise, you were the, uh, the ostracized person the person who would be um not accepted in the family the community and stuff like that mm-hmm.
4: how did that make you feel as a person
20: i was so young at the time that uh, obviously looking back now it was it wasn't very nice i wouldn't do it to my children um it shouldn't happen and you know but i think at the time a lot of people like myself were young mm. don't really know much different it's what the parents say that goes, and that's it. And I take it, you're not with that person now. No. no. How did
4: that end? Because if you're saying that you'd be stereotyped for, for for not having that marriage,
20: how did that marriage end for you? Because again, you must have been stereotyped there. It, it ended very badly, actually, um, and um, I don't have much to do with my community because of it. Um, and you, you just you just don't feel like you've ever been you'll ever be accepted again because you you've gone against the culture you've gone against your country you've gone against your people
4: i find it fascinating what you're saying just lastly do you still know people this year even that are trying to be put into marriages that that they clearly don't want to to be involved in
20: yes yeah i do
4: and we're talking about one or two we're or we talking more than that
20: probably one or two that i know of and i actually try to advise them but uh, they they say to me that you know it's something they have to do and and they can't go against family.
4: So they're going to have a life full of unhappiness just because it's what their family wants. Yeah, probably,
20: yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them do stick with it and just stay unhappy. A lot of them don't. A lot of them have girlfriends on the side, boyfriends on the side, Um, you know, violence goes on and stuff like that. It's, It's a horrible thing, really. So it's never going to go away? I don't think so. Call
1: 08459
5: 455
0: 555. BBC Three Counties Radio didn't do all of the newspapers earlier so let's do the express and the mail uh, and oh do you hear that buzz that's i've re- i've downgraded my phone to an old nokia phone all it does right all it does is receives phone calls and texts it has the snake app and that's it do not do anything else because i'm i'm on the uh, i'm on the internet way too much so i've downgraded but it means that if the, my phone goes it sends out that weird thing anyway The Express and the Mail seem to be having a competition to see who can give away the worst Prince George souvenir. Souvenirs. What film is that from? Souvenirs. It's not from that film? No, no. Souvenirs. Uh, It's Omar Sharif, isn't it? What film is it? It's uh, Top Secret. Souvenirs. You've never seen it? Oh, with Val Kilmer. Oh, it's brilliant. It's a great film. Uh, So The Daily Express. Free Prince George commemorative thimble for every reader worth 9.99 no it's not it's worth nothing because no one's going to pay 9.99 for a thimble and the picture makes it look massive that thimble could fit on prince george's head no thimbles go on the on the fingers and the daily mail uh, prince george worcester plate for every reader they don't at least at least they don't make up a value for it uh, just uh whatever the Daily Express, new pill to beat agony of arthritis. British scientists behind huge breakthrough that will end crippling pain suffered by millions. I bet it won't. The development of a cheap drug to cure crippling arthritis is coming soon. Is available next month. You can get it today. Is a step closer. Oh, it's a step closer. Right. Oh, okay. So that means what? About 10 years? Probably about 10 years away let's have a look at the story see what it says in the story um it doesn't give a date that means it's probably never going to happen and there's a picture of jennifer aniston jennifer aniston why my my why my wedding is on hold i suspect it's on hold because she's probably bonkers isn't she i mean that in the nicest possible way but i bet for like the first i bet for the first month of going out of jennifer aniston it would be awesome and it'll be sexy and cute but i bet after about a month get a bit intense I bet it will get a bit, little bit she'd want me to delete all my email accounts it would just be a bit strange she's what Catherine she's the
11: female George Clooney why are we questioning it what what do you mean by that maybe she's having too much fun you
0: know know. why are we always going to
11: talk about sad old tragic Jen
0: I bet I bet after a month into it she'd um, you'd you'd notice on the mantelpiece go oh you've still got got pictures (laughs) of Brad's (laughs) Pit up there but no pictures of me you're gonna take i'm not taking the brad Pitt pictures down Boom, mention the and forget brad Pitt the
11: angelina pictures. picture on the dartboard that's yeah, staying i just put no she's i think she's i think that she's much maligned
0: okay well i, I bet she is oh you maligned the daily mail 111 is unsafe admit bosses but even more important than that one of the world's most overrated rated actors benedict cumberbatch is dating a hot girl no way yeah yeah and the sun, I mean, there really is nothing in the news today at all. Street of shame. So what's happened on uh, Coronation Street? Pedophiles? Sexual offences? Criminals? No. Roy Cropper plugged a show uh, that's a real show that's f- that stars Flavia Kakachi, the dancer. Coronation Street has been caught in a new scandal after plugging a theatre show on TV! 8 million fans saw character Roy Cropper left say he had tickets to Midnight Tango a real life production. Flipping heck. Really? Is that the best you can do? <laughs> Well, this should be the travel, but something's happened. Yeah, something's happened on your watch, Boyle. Your watch.
11: Oh, dear. Apologise to... I can only apologise.
0: Apologise to the listener. I
11: haven't pressed anything, but maybe that's a problem.
0: Apologise to the listener. Sorry. Apologise to Adam Glynn. Sorry, Adam Glynn. Adam, right. do you accept her apology? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You're a bigger obviously. man than me, Gungadin. Away you go, Adam. Thank you very much, Ian. Now, that was a bit loud, but I thought that the, the cricket needed to be boosted, to, to really wake people up to the excitement that is a load of men eating sandwiches and drinking cups of tea. Jonathan Vernon Smith is back, and not a moment too soon. <laughs> I don't know if you listened last week. You probably had the sense to watch Jeremy Kyle. and uh, yeah, I did. I was gripped to Jeremy Kyle. He's good, isn't he? Oh, very good. Cash in the attic. Oh, yes. under the hammer. You name it, I watch it. Well, I was listening to your show for you, and let's be honest, I'm surprised you've still got a show. Oh, really? I'm surprised you've turned up and that the, the 9 till 12 slot hasn't been cancelled. I... Uh, i was i was tipped off mm. by by people who were listening
5: yep. apparently tim spread quite a rumor last week that i was sitting at home in my pants yep, yep. scratching myself and watching david dickinson yeah yeah
0: yeah
5: R- rather unpleasant uh, image how did he know that's, <laughs> what I, that's what i don't understand we
0: called you up and you didn't have the decency to pick up the phone and answer i was asleep it rang well of course it rang i put it on silent who has their phone on at night time
5: well, it's on silent. Why? Turn it off. Well, in case anything urgent happens. You've not sent me a text. What do you mean? I've got a new telephone. I'm
0: going to show you my two- Where's it gone?
5: I haven't sent you a text. A text about what? This is my new telephone.
0: <laughs> no, don't laugh. Why, it's gorgeous, isn't it? I've downgraded. Look at that. It does phone calls and texts. And it has the snake app. And that is it. Now, I sent a, I've got a new phone number as well. And I sent a text to everybody... Um, uh, well, over a hundred people saying, this is my new phone number, text me back with your phone number. You've not texted me back. Well, I haven't had a text from you. You should have had a text from me. I can't, the thing is, I can't transfer phone numbers from
5: my old phone to this phone. It's not, it's not this funny one that I had, was it? I didn't, that's not you, is
0: yeah, it? Yeah, that's my new number.
5: But well, I've sent you three, th- you, Well, no-
0: that's the only one I got, and I thought, oh. who the hell's that from? Oh, that would explain why nobody's texted back to me. Well, could you text that number with your number? And just put JVS. Right, you're going to phone me on your
5: on your funny little phone. <laughs> That's like the kind of phone pensioners have at the bottom of their handbags.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why do they do that? I have no Why idea. Why do they do that? Anyway, JVS, it's good to have you back. I believe you're carrying on one of the uh, w- nice nice week off. By the way, it's beautiful. I had my carpets cleaned. Wow, so glamorous. I know. Uh, What are you talking about this morning?
5: Travellers. Yep. uh, Very interested in your conversation. People are getting very hot under the collar, aren't they?
0: They are getting very feisty Uh, this
5: morning. On the big phone in this morning from nine, I'm asking, can you understand why people are hostile to travellers? The arrival of a group of travellers at Manor Park in Luton has sparked complaints from the area's permanent residents. They've been at the park for over a week, with the borough council saying it's time they left. Well, the travellers have told BBC Three Counties Radio they're visiting family in Bedfordshire and they'll soon move on to spend time with relations in essex well while they are there they seem to have uh, attracted some hostility what i want to hear from you from nine is can you understand why people are hostile to travelers is it warranted or is it very unfair 08459 555
0: your views on the big phone in this morning from nine poo sorry we've had lots of d- discussions about poo this morning so just to bear in mind you know that that's You're going to get lots of poo. Well, I've heard
5: heard some poo talk. Mm. But surely, I mean, human beings wouldn't do that. This is what I thought. Do you want to go down there one
0: day this week? What, down to Manor Park? Yeah. Yes, if you you want. Yeah, shall we go down there? Because I've heard lots of people saying, well, don't go down there because it'll be violent. Well, they'll be violent. They'll be aggressive. Well, I I don't know. I I, I don't know. Maybe we should go down there and you can lock on a few doors and I'll I'll watch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking... (laughs) You're a better reporter, mate. (laughs) You'll hide in the car. I won't be hiding. I will be visible. The window will be open. (laughs) I'll be... go. come on! Go knock on another one! The engine's running! No, I'm sure it'll be fine, won't it?
5: Right. Well, we can try.
0: Ooh. What's going on? (laughs) What's happening?
5: I'm sure it'll be fine. If you want to. Yeah, it'll be fine. Let's go down there one day this week. We could take a bottle of Pinot.
1: (laughs) call 08459 555
5: BBC Three Counties Radio Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk BBC Three Counties Radio
0: dating the preserve of the weirdo the pervert the lonely stalker surely isn't it it's just people going on there putting up fake photos they found from there was a cracking story in uh, the guardian i think uh, three or four weeks ago uh, about a woman who fell in love with a man on um, on an online dating site fell head over heels in love with him exchanging romantic emails they arranged to meet. oh he didn't turn up but he, he sent her a, a text saying i'm sorry i didn't turn up and they arranged to meet again and it, he, he couldn't make it but he phoned up and he explained it and uh, they some me again, and he couldn't turn up, but he, he explained what had happened. His mum was ill, and uh, uh, this gentleman took a picture of some perfume, some very expensive perfume in a gold jar that he'd bought, saying, listen, I've bought you this expensive perfume. I wouldn't buy this for you if I had no intention of meeting you. And the woman got the the, the picture of the perfume and looked at it, and, and looked at it, and, and, and zoomed in a little bit, and zoomed in a bit more. And in the re- the reflection of the bottle was a fat blonde woman taking a picture. wasn't a bloke, it was a middle-aged lady. This happens. This happens. Emma's online. Morning, Emma. Morning, Ian. Have you been tricked by a fat middle-aged lady? No, not at all. You've, you've, you, have you online dated? What happened?
21: I did.
3: I, I had a few donkeys, as you do. Oh. But I, uh, well, men that you just wouldn't even go like. So yep, yep. Ugly men, um, And then I met my now husband... Okay. Uh, via the internet yeah. on the internet dating line we he saw a photo of me i didn't see a photograph of him and then when i first met him um i as i drove past i went you're it and he was a, 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 uni, a university geek still right with 1970s glass his long hair and i looked past that and i went right we're going shopping cool. he said what do you mean i said i'm going change your wardrobe, change your glasses, and ever since then, we've been together nine years, and we've had we've now got three children, and we've been married for
0: three years, and he's the most wonderful, caring husband I could have ever had. Hang on thought. a second. Hang on a second, Emma. So you met this fella online... Yeah. ...and immediately you wanted to change him. Oh, yes, totally. Yes. To look at us, you, we are so chalk and cheese. You would never have put us together. But there was
3: something it, behind the facade, because I don't go on looks. Looks can change in time. Come
0: on, we all go on looks a bit, Emma. How much we say we don't.
3: Never gone on looks. I've always gone for what's underneath. Is that because
0: because you're ugly?
3: No, not at all. No? Just because I can have a decent conversation with them, and we're on the same mental level, And, I mean, I was a single mother, I was working at Heathrow Airport, and I was doing 12, pulling 12, 14 hours yesterday. So I was working my socks off, and it was the only way I could meet somebody. And he was the man for me. And ever since we've been, we met on the 4th of July, and our last, and we celebrate that year every year, especially more now, because our third child was born on the 4th of July. Oh, there you go.
0: Emma, fantastic. Well, it it seems it, it worked for you. Jenny's in Milton Keynes. Jenny, would you ever do online dating? Yes, I have. Oh, then you're a, you're a deviant, madam.
7: I'm uh, not really. I, I'm afraid I resent being called weirdo or a pervert. De- deviants, weirdos, <laughs> so and perverts. Far yes, from that,
0: you're you're not one of those. Well, t- tell me what happened, then, Jenny. Why did you decide to go online uh, sadly, dating? I
7: lost my husband, and I live in Milton Keynes. And as you know, unless you know somewhere in Milton Keynes where you can have an over 50s disco where you can meet people. Mm. Um, I'm unable to go there and where I live in Milton Keynes they stop the bus the buses at seven o'clock at night. Ah. So um I so I that's the only way I can meet people and I have met lots of very, very nice gentlemen there, but they've just not been quite I know like my husband was, but I know you can't compare people.
17: That's but, the tricky um, thing, isn't it? I yes. know
7: a type of person I met and they've all been very, very nice, but they just not been that exact... Little little thing that, you know, you think, ah, oh, that's the one for me, The, you know spar- I the mean?
0: spark has been missing slightly. Yes. And do you use a specific site for the slightly more mature data? I do.
7: I use two. I use cuddly free and single oh. and um, over 40s.
0: Okay. And what kind of men are they? Are, 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 do you get some men that just want to have a little bit of rumpy-pumpy?
7: No, to be quite They're honest, all gentlemen. to be perfectly honest, with you, I've never had any fem- gentlemen that have wanted that. Oh.
0: They're, they're, and they're, they're, so they've all been perfect gentlemen.
7: I'm very, very. I had one that was a little bit awkward. I, I soon got rid of him. He even I even had to buy my own cup of coffee. Really? Yes. And I thought you mean old so and so. Hang
0: on. You, he said, "Hey, hey, Jenny, let's let's meet out. Let's meet up for for a drink." And yeah. then you had I, to pay for yourself. I met him
7: in City Centre where I said I was going to meet him. Yeah, and he he made me buy my I bought my own
0: coffee. Well, and I that's... thought that was absolutely disgusting. That's absolutely only about one pound fifty, two pounds. But see exactly he should oh dear, we don't want that. No, you're gonna quickly. you're gonna keep on looking, are you?
7: Yes I am. I'm sadly because I'm i I'm slightly disabled, I've um I've had several operations on my knees and hips and I'm able to, not able to walk very, very long distances uh. because it's difficulty in finding somebody that will accept that. Yes. But I'm perfectly normal, I'm happy, and my preview when I put on all the dating sites have been exact.
0: OK, and so just to clarify, Jenny, you're not sad, you're not a deviant, you're not a pervert in any I'm way whatsoever. I'm
7: not sad, but, I mean, you would be after. I mean, if you lost your wife, for example, would be I devastated. think you'd feel very, very sad and very, very lonely.
0: Jenny, listen, best of luck. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being a good sport, and I- I'll keep my fingers crossed for you.
7: OK, if you know anybody that's, um, that knows anywhere in Milton Keynes where I could meet people, please could you <laughs> ask them to let me know?
0: We will, we will keep an ear open, Jenny. Thank you very much indeed. Gentleman took her out for a date and got her to pay for her own coffee... That's outrageous behaviour, isn't it? 08459 455555. We don't want that.
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
0: This is Ian Lee.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Morning.
0: Online dating, travellers and lad mags all coming up before that. About two hours ago, a member of my team, Kelly Betts, wandered into my studio, a little bit worse for wear, uh, has done absolutely nothing this morning apart from uh, texting her mates and updating her Facebook status. It's complicated. Um, But she's wearing a bangle uh, that has a logo on it. It's a circle and it's kind of an inverted Y with a line coming out of it. And you didn't know what that stood for, did you? yeah. And I have told you it stands for the organisation CND, which we all know stands for the CAM campaign for nuclear disarmament it's
3: just the peace sign get over it
0: and she just sat there and said seriously ian why does this stand for cdm i don't i don't know what cd why is it cdm
3: seriously why is it cdm
0: it's cnd it's the it's their logo it's a logo
3: It's it's the peace sign. Everybody knows that, apart from you and seeing them.
0: You are so... uh, Young people, this is the the problem, dear listener, with Broken Britain. I'm looking at Broken Britain (laughs) now. That's what I'm looking at.
1: Thanks. Call 08459 455 555.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555 double, is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now picture this, you're past clubbing age, you rarely meet anyone you don't work with or for, and your friends are all attached. You can either resign yourself to a life alone, watching j movies and eating pizza, which on the bright side means sole ownership of the remote control, or join the rest of the nation's singles online. It sounds brilliant, doesn't it? Ah, there's a catch. Tonight's Panorama exposes the tricks of the UK's online dating industry, revealing how unscrupulous websites are mocking profiles of beautiful people to real clients in people lying online well people like nikki reynolds from Ampthill. she's finally met her match after 14 years of sometimes soul destroying searching she's going to be joining us a little bit later on fingers crossed if the, we- if the wind is blowing in the right direction. In the meantime, Jackie Barton is a relationship expert and agony aunt. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning. It's a bit sad to go online dating, isn't it? No, no. It,
10: Why? It was sad 40 years ago. Catch up. It's the way we do it now. We don't meet people the way we used to. We desperately need to increase our contact circle if we're going to find a partner. We don't want to do it at work because if, if we do, we might mess up a good career and we work long and hard for it these days. We don't meet people through friends because our contact circles are smaller than they've ever been because of a lot of a lot of it is because of the way we live we move around the country a lot more lots of reasons but if you don't do online dating if you don't join a personal introduction agency go speed dating if you're not actively proactively looking for a partner your chances of finding someone are very very small, unfortunately. But, sure- but yes,
0: we must do it. But surely, women go on the, uh, use the online dating for the, for that that special someone. Men go on there for a, a little bit of "How's your father?"
10: Well, there are different sites, different systems. Some are more predominantly uh, filled with people who are looking to date and a partner for Friday night or somebody goes go to dinner with Sunday. Other other systems sites. Um, companies are far more likely to have people on them who are committed to finding a long-term relationship and doing this isn't about uh, what you choose, how you do it, well, it, it is to a great deg- degree. But it's about the homework you do beforehand.
0: What homework so, should people be doing, Jackie? What is
10: terrifying, and and what I teach in a masterclass, I don't teach how to how to who pays for the coffee or what to do on the first day. I teach how to get to the first day because what people don't do is their homework. You know, you you, you wouldn't buy a car or a house with the the tiny bit of preparation that people do. They sit in their front room, they put the laptop on their lap they put the telly on, they think, I'll have a go. It's really not as simple as that. And the preparation needs to be all about you.
0: And th- So you do a masterclass in online dating?
10: I do a masterclass in, in finding a partner right. through online dating and personal wow. services, but mainly about people identifying pay for this. which one you should use for you. Right. Everyone is different. Not these si- Every site isn't going to suit everyone, every system isn't going to suit everyone, and everyone isn't in a, a, the proper pos- position and condition they need to be in to go forward and people pay for a
0: master class in how to do online dating
10: in how to date, they, do, they need to they absolutely need to because they just dive in and it's dangerous yeah it is dangerous so what would give us your top and the main danger is to their their emotional happiness yeah. and well-being
0: give us your top three tips for online dating then
10: online dating talk to yourself before you start who am i what am i looking for now compared to 20 30 years ago am i prepared for rejection Choose the site not because of, of, of the title or, or the people on there that you see with your free go because, yes, Big Shocker, and I suspect this is what Panorama is going to talk about, I don't know, they do populate the sites. Um, they can't just o- open an online dating site with nobody on it. There are things called white-label dating sites uh, and they start a site and they will put everyone from the other sites on there. So you could sign up for an online dating site and Big Shocker Horror, discover you're on 20. Don't be, a, don't be surprised. This is the kind of information you need before you even start. Am I actually suited to online dating? Would I be better joining a personal introduction service where everyone's vetted and checked first and people are there to talk to me if I get into problems?
0: People lie, though, don't they, Jackie? They have the option to, to, to choose the best photo, maybe even touch it up a little bit. Uh, they can write and rewrite and re-rewrite their introductions. They can exaggerate. They can um, lie...
10: They can, they can, and you need to be prepared to know how to spot that. But in fairness, you could stand in a pub and a guy could tell you all sorts of wonderful things and you think, great, I'm going to go to dinner with him Friday. I think I know this guy. Now, the benefit of that is if you're good and savvy and you can look in his eyes and decide, is this guy telling me a lie or not And no, then you'll be fine. If you're not, you know, and and you're doing it online, and you're not very good at that, you're less likely to spot the lie.
0: Isn't so, there something more charming, though? If, if I go up to a lady in a bar and say, alright, love, um, I'm, I'm an airline pilot, shall we go out for dinner? That's kind of a charming exaggeration, but if you do it on, online, it seems it feels a bit more cold and calculated. Well, it
10: is more co- cold and calculating, but a lie is a lie, and who wants to start a relationship on a lie? We should never lie. Mm. But commonly, online particularly, men most most are most likely to lie about what they do, and how tall they are. Women are most likely to lie about their age but but the bottom line is you know we all have to reveal in the end mm. you know I spoke to a lady once was expecting to meet a guy of six foot two turned out to be three foot six you know it she of course when she got to the date she found that out she would notice that. where was the future you know it is about being honest with yourself as well as other people and what to put in your profile what is appropriate to put in my profile some people put their profiles on there with pictures of their children in them oh, and their oh. and their grandchildren this isn't appropriate this isn't wise no, either no. you know this isn't sensible but it is amazing how little savvy some people have before they dive into this. We All they need to do is take the time and effort to prepare and they'll be fine and it is absolutely the way to go.
0: A colleague at work was who, who was uh, indulged in the online dating has uh, told me that a couple of times, you know, he's been expecting to meet a, a hot 28-year-old slim 5 5'6 uh, model and then the car's pulled up and a, you know, a 58-year-old larger lady has, has jumped out
10: yeah and that's that that's that's the danger but if you're prepared for that that, that may happen you're fine right. you say okay that was a no-go i'm going to go back to the drawing board start again who was who was number two on my list if you're not wow. prepared for that to happen in yourself if you're not strong if you're not you know absolutely ready for this system that's going to hurt that's going to throw you off course you're going to think i'm never doing this again you're going to close the door on masses of opportunity to find the one and that is what we're all looking for we're looking for the one but we have to be aware that getting to the one we may meet a lot of people who aren't the one the, the and aren't actually who they say they are.
0: the thing that sits with me uncomfortably jackie about mm. this is is it feels very cold. Well, it is literally cold and calculated. There's no, there's no romance. There's no flirting. There's no catching the eye. There's no sen- sending someone a cheeky email at work. There's, no, there's none of this. It's, it's well, I is. like what you say about you. Let us go for coffee.
10: Yes, but the next stage, there is, there is some... And there's a lot of mystery with this. With online dating, you can message each other. In some sites, you can send each other questions, see what answer you get back. You can actually trickle that along quite a bit longer and when you go on a, on a date physically with someone or you meet someone in, in the in the one-to-one you know there is a pressure with that with online dating you can you can keep that 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 distance for as long as you're ready to so that is a real positive with it and and, and that's another thing how not to feel pressured don't feel pressured to, oh we must meet friday if you want to chat online for two or three weeks chat online for two or three weeks until you are absolutely happy this is what you want to do and that you're ready to move forward
0: jackie thank you very much uh indeed that's uh, jackie barton relationship expert we've got lots of you been having your say on facebook uh about this let's have it my facebook is going a little bit crazy but let's pick some of these uh morning ian says sue my son met a girl three years ago on a website they're getting married on sunday um gary says been with my other half for 12 years now we met online did we have computers 12 years ago i'm not convinced Um, Lisa says, nothing wrong with online dating, you just have to have your wits about you. Rachel says, I met my husband online nearly five years ago. We'll be celebrating our second anniversary next week. Uh, Jenny says... Uh, it's not that much different to dating someone you just met in a bar one evening the normal dating safety rules apply my best friend has recently celebrated her first wedding anniversary with a chap she met online and a work colleague is engaged to someone she met online yes there are weirdos and perverts but no more than you'd find in a pub or club on a saturday night on the pool uh belinda says my daughter is looking for a tall man because she's over six foot oh She finds a lot of men claim to be six foot and actually five foot six. She went to six weddings last year and five of the couples met online. Hard to meet a man when you're a career girl um, uh, working long hours in fashion. Um, And uh, Wayne says lots of weirdos and people after one thing. But if you're cautious, you can find love. Really? Listen, I I wouldn't completely rule it out if if things were different, but it just seems... Where's the, the joy? Where's the romance? Cheeky little wave, little pout, little... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to... You know, loitering on the stair. Oh, I bumped it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to... Oh, um, do, do, do I, do coffee later? No? OK, thanks, bye! It's not, none of that! He's back today, dear listener. He's had a week off. Uh, a week of shampooing carpets. Now, it doesn't sound very glamorous, but I bet that's the kind of thing that he, got him all excited. Or hot under the collar. JVS will be back at nine o'clock. I'm here till uh, until then. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Online dating, Lorraine. Are you sad and a deviant if you use online dating?
19: <laughs> no. <laughs> are,
0: are you? Have you used it?
19: Yes, I have.
0: Why? What was what was so appealing about it for you?
19: Um, it was p- appealing. I I suffer with anxiety problems, and I don't leave my house, and I long for someone and. It's kind of hard to find someone when you don't leave your house.
0: Yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, of course it is. Um, uh, what, uh, is there a special dating site for for agrophobics?
19: I'm not an agrophobic. Right. No. I do I do go out. It's just that I I I just find it hard to uh, meet people. Mm. Um, a complete contrast of the person I used to be. Um, I used to be very social. Um, and what happened so right, to change yeah. that?
0: Was did something happen?
19: oh gosh i don't know i just had a i had a breakdown yeah. i was doing too much and um i got diagnosed with uh, depression and anxiety and i've been um like this for about maybe two years now wow
0: and is there is there any improvement
19: um yeah there is actually right, there is there is improvement um, but not, um, I'm still not the person I used no. to be.
0: <laughs> and how's the dating going then? What, 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 have, have you had any successes? Is it all been weirdos?
19: Um, no, no. They've been, um... Mm, I've, I've been on three dates. I've had loads of conversations on yep. the website because it's just banter. You know, sometimes it starts off like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, I've had three, um... But it doesn't sound like uh, they've
0: been particularly successful. You've not found the love of your life.
19: No, I've not. I mean, because when you're just talking, yeah, you get interest, you know, some interest and stuff. But it's the personality of the actual person that, you know, their whole persona when you're with them. Sometimes it just doesn't strike right or um, you just don't click. You may click when you're just idle chit-chatting, but when you meet them, you just start, hmm... But there was one, because I've only had three dates, but the
0: second one kind of played me a bit, and it kind of knocked me six. Oh, well, that's no good. Well, Lorraine, listen, best of luck. I'm sorry for implying you may be a weirdo. I'm sure you're not. (laughs) We all are are a little bit, aren't we? Oh, no,
19: we are
0: a bit crazy, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, we all are. I think we need to accept that. Listen, best of luck. Let's know how you get on, OK? OK, thank you. Thank you, you, Lorraine. There we go. Uh, Well, listen, I feel awkward going from the lovely Lorraine to this sentence, but I have to. From now on, the only breasts on display at the co-op will be in freezers. Chicken ones. Maybe turkeys. That's because the supermarket chain says it will no longer stock the lights of Loaded, Nuts and Zoo unless the publishers seal them in plastic bags obscuring the front cover. Some campaigners say the move doesn't go far enough. They want the magazines removed from sale completely and they're threatening legal action against retailers who won't comply. Well, we're going to speak to our Lads Mags correspondent, Justin Dealey, in a second. But before that, let's go to uh, Carla Bellucci, who is Hertfordshire's favourite glamour model. Good morning, Carla? Carla? Oh, she's not there. We'll come back to her. Uh, Are you there, Carla? Nope, we'll come back to her in a second. We will go to Justin Deanley. Now, morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. You well? Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very well, Justin. Uh, lads, Mags, are you mm. a
4: fan? Uh, not a fan. In saying that in front of me, I've got a copy of uh, Nuts magazine here, Ooh. purely for research. Well done. On the front page... He can, actually, got...
0: he can actually claim that 2, yes. £2. <laughs>
4: 25
0: back. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> Your licence fee is paying for that. Well
4: done. <laughs> On the front page, it's their uh, legendary swimsuit issue with uh, Helen Flanagan, Holly Pierce. Never heard of her, but she looks good. Rihanna and Tuleza. Anything with Tuleza. On there, I'm gonna buy this. On the inside, we've got uh, a special edition here with Billy from the Only Wears Essex, and uh, she's in a swimsuit and she's sucking an ice lolly. Not a fan myself personally,
0: but Ice lollies, yes.
4: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. But but the thing is, Justin, listen, uh, uh, the the, the front pages of those magazines now, The Nuts and The Zoos and The Loaded, Mm. the the front pages are pretty explicit. You wouldn't have even seen front pages like that on Razzle or Escort, these are adult magazines, dear listener. Mm. You know, back in in the 80s. Eighties, thirty years ago. But they're wearing this...
4: swimsuits. But, the, but people s- wear swimsuits.
0: But still, I, I listen as a father now, I've, and my opinion does change. Of course, I've looked at uh, these magazines and I've looked at pornographic Im- images. Of course, I have. It'll be churlish to pretend otherwise. But as a dad, I don't want to walk around Smiths or, or Tesco's or any of th- or, or the local garage. And, you know, my boys to, to see that kind of stuff. Not, okay. not certainly, you know, the, below the top shelf. So when I come back later on, then,
4: you won't want to borrow my copy. Is I that mean, what you're saying?
0: I will, listen, I, of course I will read it, because some <laughs> of the articles in there are great. Yes. But, but, <laughs> I don't want to see that on, you know, the second, third shelf of a agent's. No. Well,
4: do you know what? I spoke to a news agent earlier. He said to me that Nuts Magazine and Zoo Magazine, they come out on a Tuesday morning. By close of play on Tuesday, they are completely gone sold out, he said that he would lose a fortune if these magazines were banned he would lose a fortune, but I did manage to get a copy from a, another news agent, so I've been out with that today and I've been asking ladies, are they offended by these magazines, and this is what they had to say. Well madam, you've got two young children I've got a copy here of Nuts magazine which is fairly explicit if you walked into a news agent and you saw that, would you be offended by that? Yeah, definitely, I would be offended because it's, it's like half naked this is,
13: you know, it's not Beach. If you, if you uh, one is in the beach, then you dress up like this. One will understand it. But seeing it on a magazine, I don't think is really fair enough
4: for the public to be you know seeing everything. At least make it more presentable for 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 the whole world to see. And do you think it takes a certain type of man or certain type of boy to go into a news agent and buy that? Oh yeah, if I see someone reading this, definitely it, it goes. It sent a message to me that. Probably the person is not really serious with his uh, own life. That's what I would think. Well, Jackie, I've got a copy of Nuts magazine here. If you saw that in a newsagent, would you be offended
20: by that? No, not at all. Can you tell us why? It's a human body.
7: I mean, yeah, it should be on the top shelf, maybe. So children can't grab it or see it if they're lower level, but... To me, myself, no, it doesn't offend me. It's just a lady in a bikini. If I go to the beach, I'm going to see a lady in a bikini. Bigger, smaller, whatever. It doesn't bother me that it's a picture of her. It. It's nice to see a man admiring a female figure.
4: I mean, just lastly, what would you say to, to anybody, and there could be women listening, who are furious by these magazines. They think they're sexist, they give women a bad name, they would like it banned. What would you say to those ladies?
7: I just think there's bigger things in the world to worry about, isn't there?
4: Madam, there is Nuts magazine. What do you think about these magazines? Are they offensive?
19: If I don't have to see them, I mean, it's a choice, isn't it, whether people buy them or not, so.
4: You talk about not having to see them, so if you walked into a newsagent and you saw that face-to-face, you would be offended then?
19: Yeah, probably.
0: Well, Justin, thank you very much uh, for that. We're joined by our new favourite glamour model. It's Nina Carter. Good morning, Nina. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much. We don't want to see the, the, the front covers of these magazines uh, on the second or third shelf, do we, of, of newsagents and supermarkets?
21: hello look. I think everybody wants to see beautiful things. We want to look at beautiful bodies. We want to look at beautiful homes. We want to look at celebrities who, who are, you know, wearing hardly anything these days. More and more people are attracted to to beautiful things, and beautiful things are not offensive. When they when they are blatantly sexual and offensive, then yes, of course, they should be out of the way and are either on the top shelf. There's or a di-
0: there's a difference. Oh. Are you all right? Sorry, I'm in the
21: car. My husband's just about to join me. Oh, well, well welcome. Please, 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 don't, uh, please don't involve him in the conversation.
0: Well, no, I won't. But listen, but there's, there's a difference between sexual and offensive, isn't there? And I wouldn't want my young lads to be in the news agent and to see sexual images on the front of these magazines, which they do carry, don't they? Well, yes, it's not just
21: magazines, though, is it? It's the internet. I mean, the media is... Uh, so um, yeah. controversial these days, and so much available to, but, to both young, uh, both stri- people who have uh, mental illnesses, people who what? are uh, you know who are not uh, capable of dealing with what they see. It's a different but world today, and of course we th- have to take that into
0: consideration. No, no, we don't. My three-year-old boy does not go on the internet. He goes into newsagents and garages. I do not want him to look at some woman holding her knockers on the front page of a mag. I don't want him to look at it, and yet that's there to be seen.
21: Absolutely, and I I, I agree with you. I think that uh, you have to protect young people, but I don't think there's anything wrong in looking at beautiful pictures. If they are beautiful, if they are tasteful, if they're elegant, uh, once it becomes blatantly sexual and and offensive, then yes, I think it's
0: inappropriate. Absolutely, I agree. uh, Nina, I'm sorry it's, it's so rushed, but we're running out of time. One final question. Is Nuts magazine beautiful and artistic? Well, I have to be perfectly honest, I've never bought nuts. <laughs> Only in a package at the supermarket. There we go. And on that bombshell, Nina, we shall leave it there. Thank you very much for, uh, for speaking to us. Much appreciated. Could talk about that all day. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's your lot. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm looking at the front of Zoo now. There's nothing artistic about 100 hot girls on holiday. That's not art! Ah oh, dear. Right, I'm back tomorrow. JBS is back now. Ta-ta.
12: On FM, AM,
17: online and digital radio. This is BBC's Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian.